It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So uh, yesterday was really awesome because we did this show and we didn't know what was going to happen with Liz Cheney. And then right around like 925 or whatever, Jack is like, it's in. They're calling it. Liz Cheney lost. And I was like, what? It's like 4% reporting. How is that possible? And uh, yeah, not only did she lose, she lost by 38 points. Ooh. Wow. What was she thinking? Well, good news for that 28% of Wyoming that really likes Liz Cheney. She's thinking about running for president. And she has already launched the great task. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, good luck. I guess she's going to start making money off Democrats. People are pointing out that it's basically the Lincoln Project. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> I think perhaps the big news today was that China is sending, is, has deployed its troops to Russia for joint military drills with Belarus and India and Tajikistan and other countries. And uh, they say it's nothing to do with what's going on in this, you know, regional international conflict, technically, because you got... China, uh, China doing military drills with Russia. Obviously, Ukraine and Taiwan play a huge role in this. A second U.S. delegation went to Taiwan. China has ramped up its drills, been firing missiles over the country, which is an act of hostility because they're basically blockading the island. And, uh, yeah, you know, we decided to leave with Liz Cheney because it's more fun. And I don't know. I kind of feel like the world's ending and World War Three and all that. So we'll talk about it and also head over to TimCast.com. And become a member. You'll get access to our exclusive uncensored after show, which will be up tonight around 11. We do that Monday through Thursday. And you can watch the silly behind the scenes stuff like we have with Welcome to the Cast Castle. Cast Castle, the promo episode, giving you a tour of the house, showing you the people who work here. And we have a special guest, Jack Posobiec, in the episode. It's really fun. You'll check it out. And uh, smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Joining us to talk about the failures that are Liz, that is Liz Cheney, is Greg Price. Great to be back. What a great day this is for our country. One of the worst neocon warmongers in the history of D.C. has been defeated. And not just her, but her entire family, the dynasty of the Cheneys that have spent years just, you know, sending people to die in pointless wars overseas. What a great day this is. And so I just want to propose a toast to the end of the Bush dynasty, all right. the end of the Clinton dynasty, and now Cheers. the end of the Cheney dynasty. Donald Trump did all that, and God bless him for it. <laughs> and we can we can say August 16th is the end of Dynasty Day, and, uh, you know, celebrate yes. the end of Dynasty. We also got Libby. She's hanging out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Glad to be here. Libby Emmons, editor-in-chief of the Post Millennial. <clears throat> happy to hang out. Yeah, yeah, happy to have you, Libby. Yeah, glad to be around. Ian Crossland up in here. Also happy to be here. Greg, good to see you again, man. It's great to be back. It's been a minute. It's wild yeah. that you referred to Liz Cheney as a neocon. I love that. The she ne- is. The, <laughs> no, she is. No. We, we are, this is a huge win. We are purging our government and the Republican Party of neocons, rhinos, and globalists. We are replacing them with people who are America first and will actually fight for the people who elected them. And this is a huge, huge W on that. And so I will celebrate it. Very much. For well, sure. Nice shirt, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I am festive. also here in the corner. Thank you for coming back, Libby. Thank you for coming back, Greg. I'm excited to talk about this tonight. It's good news. All right. So for that 28% of people in Wyoming oh, who wanted Liz Cheney to win, I got good news for you. 
Cheney is pondering a 2024 bid. This is amazing. It's been like, it was not even a day when she was comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln and basically announced she was running for president. We, we, I, I couldn't believe it. It was 20 minutes. It was 20 minutes. 20 minutes. She was like, the first thing she says, Abraham Lincoln lost many battles before going on to win the most important. He's like lost election in the Senate and Congress before going on to win the most important. It's like, Bro, are you calling yourself like are you comparing yourself to Abraham Lincoln? Yeah, she, and she saying was. you're going she to was. run for president? Holy like crap. there's gonna have to be a book deal. There's gonna have to be some, you know, T V spots and special interviews and things like that. Tucker nailed it because yeah. he was like she's gonna she's gonna start a foundation and write a book called like Democracy or something. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I and I will paraphrase Lincoln a little bit here and say that by Liz Cheney losing by forty points, our nation has gained a new birth of freedom away from neocon war monitors yeah for sure and so points man and so (laughs) but it just goes to show i think the the point to be made here is that people always like to say what she did was brave when she came out and opposed trump that that was somehow a brave thing to do the least brave thing any human being in washington dc can do yeah Yeah. the least brave thing any human being in washington dc can do is claim to be a republican and come out against trump Mm -hmm. you will get showered with praise from the media you will get, you know, huge money. You'll, you're, you'll, if you're like Alyssa Farah, you'll get a, you'll get your own show. You'll be picked for the view. You, it's the easiest thing to do ever. And so yeah. she's not brave for what she's doing. She's really bitter that Donald Trump turned the GOP base against her family dynasty. And she was raised with delusions of grandeur that she'd one day be president. And that's not possible anymore. Yeah, she's, and she's bitter about she's it. She's like Hillary Clinton in that respect. Ugh. But I think a lot of it is that Trump insulted her dad. That's yeah. I mean, Trump was the one of the like the first major Republican candidate for president who came out, called out Bush and Cheney for the Iraq that was, War. That was amazing. That was the only. That's the only reason Liz Cheney hates him. It has nothing to do with January sixth. It was a convenient way for her to become a martyr for her father's political legacy. What it all has to do is that Trump basically destroyed her family dynasty, and yep. she'll never be president because of it. So we talked about how you know what I think four is it four of the ten who voted for impeachment Republicans who voted for impeachment retired. Yep, maybe more. Yeah, uh, reti- yeah, retired. I think there's more. There's eight. There's only no, two. No, 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 no. Eight are out. Two, one. Oh. But yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I th- it might be more than that because I think two uh, uh, lost. Now, how many lost? Four? So, I'm, yeah, I'm trying four. to think. Um, yeah. Jamie Herrera Butler just lost to Joe Kent, so that's one. Yes. Um, but, but it's, 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 it's a mixture of retirement. Yeah, Kinsinger didn't quit. Yeah. Yeah, Kins- no, Kins- no, Kins- quit. He got, he got yeah. Jerry. Okay. He did everything the Democrats wanted him to do, and they thanked him by gerrymandering. That that is awesome. Imagine being as cocked as Adam Kinzinger is. <laughs> oh, what a loser. <laughs> that guy is is like such spineless establishment trash defending Squish. Ray Epps. It's like, are you joking, dude? You could come up with a better excuse. Than, well, he didn't actually go in the building. Shut up. You're better off saying nothing. That guy has no spine. And so it's it's all so much more sweet knowing that they basically just booted him out. So if, the, if the January 6th committee continues into the next Congress, they're not going to have any conserv- any Republicans on the committee at all. Well, it's so not, it's, not, it's, going, it's, to it's not going to continue they're gonna, if, when they're Repub- kill it. It's not going to continue when Republicans win the House because they now have the power to make committees and suspend committees. So they would yeah, be able to just turn it off. I don't trust the Republicans, but yeah. I am. I, I do think we're getting a lot of those MAGA Republicans in, so maybe we'll see something. We are. We are. We've picked up a lot of W's in these primaries. Like I, I say to people all the time, primaries at this point are more important than general elections. Yep. 
because like you can elect a Republican, but if it's somebody who's going to be a squish and not represent you the way you should be, what's the point? But we've had a lot of wins in this primary. A lot of great people have won who will actually fight for the people who elected them. Jack Posobiec nailed it the other day when he said that the January 6th hearings are like a true crime show for all the wine moms, yeah, you know, true. to watch and they're getting ready for the next season or whatever. And, and he's right. I mean, they put it on primetime TV. It's, it, it is probably that demographic who's listening to this going like, Oh, wow. And you know, the funny thing is, as much as they claim to hate Donald Trump, a lot of these people are the ones who are probably writing him love letters once he goes to prison, assuming like these are the kind of oh. people that write love letters to serial killers. Oh, like right. they're so evil, but I love you so much. <laughs> oh, they, they secretly love Donald Trump because Donald Trump is what gives them ratings. Donald Trump is what gives them page views. Like, I mean, the ladies. Oh, yeah, that's true too. I'm saying like, there are women who write love letters to serial killers and like mm. how they, they, they want to be with them. And it's like that dude like straight up killed a bunch of people, but they love it. So yeah. like I'm Ugh. saying these 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 true crime women that are watching January 6th are, you know, actually, you know, what? let me tell you this. There's a viral video of someone asking three women, what is a woman or like or, or, I'm sorry, it's, 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 a, it's a young woman asking three other women. And someone had a good point about it. I'm not sure who it was. It might have been Matt Walsh. And he said. They all know exactly what a woman is, but they're trying to reconcile what they know it is with what they're supposed to say. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's, that's basically the point I'm getting at. People will say they hate Trump, say it's all so evil, but they're so excited watching this, hearing about this dangerous, large Donald Trump. They're probably getting all lusty. But how do you even like enjoy that? Like I watched it for, I, I watched the first one for about 10 minutes and I felt like I was at a party and some guy I hate came up to me and started talking to me about his 401k in excruciating detail. That's what it felt. I was like, who, who can it's sit like, through this? It's just, you're going to listen to Adam Kinzinger and Benny Thompson just drone on for hours on end. But they're eating, they're eating popcorn and they're like, oh, what's going to happen next? It's, 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 you know, they made that podcast Muller She Wrote. I think that, that's what it was called. Oh, yeah. oh during the oh, Russia Gate. Muller She Wrote. Oh. And it, it's, it's just that. It's, it's like true crime conspiracy nonsense for suburban wine moms. I guess that's Liz Cheney's constituency that's if right. she ever yep, runs for yep. president. <laughs> I mean, probably. Sure. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, she I just. gave them this season. They loved it. What, what's hilarious about that to me is the fact that the media and the Democrats newfound fondness for the Cheneys. It's hilarious. And it goes to show there's, a, there is a uniparty in DC and they all secretly want the same things. And that's why they love Liz Cheney so much. It's not because she spoke out against Trump. It's because they all agree at the end of the day. What, well, it's not just that they all agree. They want to maintain their power structure yeah. and they don't want anybody to come in who's going to disrupt that. That's true. So that's why they, that's why they stick together. Yeah. But, she, the, but she's just like not a good person either. Like in, one of my favorite stories ever in the history of politics is in 2014, she tried to primary Mike Enzi, senator from Wyoming. Keep in mind, Liz Cheney, in her formative years, only lived in Wyoming for two years. Mm. She grew up in suburban Virginia. She went to McLean High School. This is like 10 minutes from where I live, which is hilarious. And she's running for Senate in Wyoming. And when she announced, it was a Facebook post that was geotagged to McLean, Virginia. (laughs) And then in this race, she came out and publicly denounced her sister because her sister is a lesbian. And she came out and publicly denounced her. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recent? Like, that was recent. That, this was 2014. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so like, no matter, and so like. She denounced her sister she, for being gay. So she came out against gay marriage. She did. And she has a lesbian, and, but yeah, she did that. 
And no matter what your views on gay marriage are, if you're somebody who would come out and denounce your own family in order to win a political, in order yeah, to win a race, that like that is just, that's literally, like that's not just not, not somebody who's a good person. Well, and like somehow she found her way as chair of the Republican conference when she take, made it to the House. Take a look at this. This is uh, Liz Cheney. Donate to the great task. Uh-huh. Is that a picture of Abe Lincoln? It's a picture of Abe Lincoln. This is gross. What's their obsession with Abe? I understand it's the party of Lincoln and all that, but like the Lincoln Project, they're like, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Donald Trump, what? It's all this, it's the same stuff as like remaking Game of Thrones and remaking the Lord of the Rings and they're remaking Abe Lincoln trying Cultural to remake. Cultural stagnation. Yeah. They're just well, trying to stick with a brand that they think works. Well, like her whole, the, her whole re-election, like she never had a shot of winning, like not in a million years. Like this whole thing was just a giant grift to raise money for an event eventual presidential campaign that will yep. also be a giant grift and that's now and that, she's that, obviously she's doing that through. and that, that's it right there because i was saying the other day like why wouldn't she just retire and try and save as much face as possible like all these other guys and then i and, and now i realize like she 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 probably spent very little she probably raised as much as she could she went around saying democrats you've got to support me we got to stop trump collecting all this money and then she probably didn't spend it she's probably just like i don't need to use it i'm gonna lose it anyway but i can Keep it for something else. Which is huh? hilarious because she raised big money, like from yeah. left wing, like and like ninety percent of it came from outside Wyoming, which is hilarious. I just, I just absolutely love the Democrat Twitter personalities who are like the Republican Party died today, and it's like, dude, you, you don't, don't, you don't like her, and you're you, not in, you're not part of it anyway. Like you have but, no idea. But but it's just like that. We expect that they wanted the party to survive and do well. No, you hate Republicans. You rag on them all day, every day. You're only you're only supporting her because she hates Trump. If, if given the choice, it's, it's like Kinzinger. He 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 drops to his knees for the Democrats, and then they're like, "Excellent!" And then they just they kick slap him, him, kick him in yeah. the bucket. And yeah, and that's what it's, it's like. Actually, like a movie villain where the you know the villains always just like kill their own henchmen. Yes. And there's a lesson to be had here if you're a Republican. Like, I just thought of another impeachment Republican that just got primaried, Peter Meyer from Michigan, who just lost to John Gibbs. Peter Meyer in his primary, he, you know, he voted to impeach Trump. He voted for gun control. He voted for Ukraine aid. He voted for all of these things that are incredibly unpopular with the Republican base. And what did the Democrats do to thank him? They spent thousands of dollars boosting his opponent in his own primary and he ended up losing it. And it just goes to like if you are really going, if you you will never appease these people. You know who you made, will never ever appease these. Well, it's these like it does not matter. You know, you know who made the right choice? Jeff Van Drew. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. When the impeachment stuff was going on, he was like, "I'm not doing this." And then he switched, and then he won. He won his primary in a landslide. Sure did. It was like 80, 80 points or whatever. He's he's a he was a former Democrat. He's a moderate guy in South Jersey, backed Trump, and ended up winning the primary in a landslide. Yeah. Amazing. And, and like people say, I remember my mom was pissed about that. She's in, she lives in Jersey. What? Yeah. She doesn't like Jeff Van Drew? <laughs> yeah, she didn't that like makes that no whole sense. thing. No, this, this, you see, this is the problem with American politics. And I'm not trying to be mean to your mom, but if you would vote for a Democrat and then one thing changes, mm-hmm. I don't think we should impeach Trump. So I'm, I'm off the Democrat party. And you're like, well, now I don't like him. Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that the only thing you like but him that's, for? But you don't that's like his sort policies? Of, that's how it all works. I mean, the Democratic yeah. Party at this point is the party of hating Trump. They don't have anything else. They don't have any policies that are effective that anybody likes. Look at this whole fake Inflation Reduction Act. It was full of things that aren't going to help anybody. All of all they do is they boost Chinese industry in, you know, solar. Well, somebody's got to do that. You know? <laughs> someone's got to. It may as well be us. It may as well yeah. be our tax dollars. The big way that they're going to pay for this bill and reduce the deficit, their whole plan is to collect taxes from us from and lower to income audit people. us, right? Not, 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 not audits. 
They See, talked about audits. They're talking sure. about audits. No, 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 no. Hold on. Audits will happen. Middle and lower income people will be audited, but it's not the main issue. They're also is, raising our taxes. They're, they're, they're probably not doing that. And this is the game they're playing. Biden comes out and he says, we are not raising taxes on anybody who makes less than $400,000. And we're not going to be increasing audits on these people. That's the trick. What's really going to happen Anybody who runs a business knows this. Mm. June, you get a letter in the mail from the IRS and it says you owe us an additional $1,593. Send your check here. There's no audit. There's no dispute. An audit implies they want to be fair with you and make sure they're getting the numbers right. Oh, they don't this need is the to. thing. Oh, I see. That's they just send you the bill. Yep. And this is this is why because that's what they do to me every year. I get the my accountant does the thing. He says you're going to get this much money back, and then when I get the money back, I get way less. And the government says we actually took a whole bunch more. Yep. And I'm, I'm I I know so many of you listening. This has happened to you. That they're the this game they're to me playing every year. The federal and, government and New York State and the city. <laughs> and this is where I see all the conservatives making a big mistake when they're saying things like. Oh, they're gonna, they're, they're lying. They're gonna audit you. It's like, well, you know, look, maybe there probably will be more audits. Washington Post even said it's gonna be middle income people. There's more money to be gained out of going after lower income people than going after rich people. Yeah, rich because people lower income back. people aren't gonna do anything. They're just gonna be like, oh, they took a bunch of my money. I still have to get little Johnny off to but school. But the audit implies the IRS is being fair with you. Interesting. To, to assume that you're gonna get audited is to assume the IRS is like, We'd like more money from you, but we're going to give you a chance to prove you don't owe it. No, so no, no, you're no, no, saying no, no. it's just another, like everything additionally is another rhetorical trick. Of course, in this semantic bill. trick. Like and the climate, like the climate thing. The climate thing in the bill is uh, if you can afford to redo your house, you can get some credits by putting solar on it. That's yeah. if you have a house and can afford to redo it. Well, yep. the la- well, the last few months of this Congress has taught me a valuable lesson about the power you have when you have a majority. Is you can essentially just troll the ever living crap out of the opposition into voting against something that should be considered highly popular, but you. You, may, you give it a popular title, but do things in the bill that don't actually do mm-hmm. what that title implies. And there have been so many. Insta- they do that all the time. Yeah, but there have been so many instances of like it's just in the last like couple months. We had the Inflation Reduction Act, which is not going to reduce inflation right. anyway. No. <laughs> they had the Putting Baby Formula on the Shelves Act or which some, some crap like that. Which anything. the only thing that bill did was give the FDA more salaries and expenditures. The FDA, which caused the baby formula shortage in the first right. place, but they were able to claim that Republicans voted against baby formula. They've done like so many things. Like this, the like American the, uh, Rescue Plan or whatever. Yeah, um, are you that feeling res- Are you no. feeling rescued right I'm now? Not. I'm not. You know, it's getting worse. <laughs> you, you know, I just read. I read that um, farmers are having to like like destroy fields because the droughts are so bad. The mm-hmm. plants aren't growing anymore, and they mm-hmm. they can't they can't make it work. Meanwhile, the Department of Agriculture decided to give out grants and loans based on uh, the race of farmers. Yeah. And this nobody talked about this. This was like over a year ago. And then courts struck it down finally yeah. and was like, oh, actually, you know what? That's discriminatory. We have this crazy thing called the Civil Rights Act. What you was can't the, really do what that. What was the situation they were doing with farmers? Uh, so the Department of Agriculture during COVID decided to give out a bunch of grants and loans to farmers, right, to help farmers out. But the way that they decided to do it was to prioritize uh, non-white farmers. <laughs> and their reasoning was that this would be a correction for past discrimination done by the Department of Agriculture and eventually, you know, a bunch of farmers brought suit and said that's discrimination. And a court finally said, you know what, you can't discriminate in the present to try and correct discrimination in the past. But they're doing this all over the country, too, not just with farmers. Like there was just a story that I saw the other day out of Minneapolis 
which, you know, Minneapolis has just become a ridiculous place. But the Minneapolis school board yes. just, just the got the school district the, or the school district. Yeah. They just get, they got a new contract with their union that said in the event that the school needs to be downsized, white teachers get fired before minority yeah. teachers. Regardless, is, regardless yeah. of seniority. seniority. That's and illegal. Like, that that's is literally right. illegal. And they're well, doing- and you know what? Like there was a lot of backlash because of course that's remarkably discriminatory and racist. Yeah. Um, and the school district was like, we're going to do it anyway. We think it's correct. And they had the same argument, which is that it corrects for past discrimination. But we already have this precedent. You can't discriminate in the present to correct discrimination in the past. Uh, there's well, a, they're doing it. They're doing no, it anyway. And, and so this is the issue. Yes. Cultural enforcement is always way more, way, way, yeah, way, the, way more powerful. There are some instances where you could discriminate in the present. Like, say there were two warring parties and one warring party killed all the fathers and then took the children as slaves and now they own all the land. And you're like, well, we, the children now of the dead fathers are like, we want our land back. And you're like, sorry, you can't discriminate against the, the conquerors in the present because of what, you're like, yo, actually we can. But you just a, killed my dad. Like, I can definitely discriminate against the guy that murdered my father. It, You're talking about a, a an individual. Totally there, there, are, there are situations where you can discriminate in the presence to to make equality, like equality of opportunity. Okay, okay. But I don't think this is one of them. Right, right. So discrimination in the most literal sense it is not what we're, we're actually talking about. Discriminate means like when you choose to go down a road that <clears> looks better. Right. You're, we're not We're not talking about that. If you're talking about... A group of people that committed an active crime in real time, and then we were like, "Hey, we're going to stop that and bring about justice." Yeah, we have a civil court for that. Yeah, but it's we have like criminal and civil. If courts it happened for that. like sixty years ago, and now they're all kind of established, all the conquerors now own the land. You're talking about like, reparations. Talking about colonialism and reparations. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of a different situation. I don't think that's what the Department of Agriculture was trying to do because they weren't talking about colonialism. They were talking about the Department of Agriculture having previously perhaps discriminated against. Or in favor of white farmers. There's also going to the Supreme. So it's a little different. Going to the Supreme Court in the next term is going to be a case involving Harvard discriminating against white and Asian students. There's a lawsuit over that that's going to be. And Harvard uh, keeps. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and it's going to. And, <laughs> and, and they're going to. And, and you know what's hilarious about that is the Biden Justice Department, the Biden administration, who, who makes a whole. They brought BTS to the White House to talk about how we have to stop <laughs> Asian hate. They are literally de- defending Harvard in this case. The DOJ yes. filed an amicus brief defending Harvard's discriminatory uh, Harvard, admissions practices against Asians. Harvard actually keeps saying that they should discriminate against Asian students. And they've also said um, in talking about why it's important for them to discriminate, they said, if we're not allowed to discriminate, then how will we be able to judge entrance essays that talk about people's you know, difficulties being racially whatever? That's their argument. That's not an argument. It's not a good argument. No, it's total, total trash. That's the thing. They're just racists. Well, that's the thing about like this. Well, Harvard was racist. Like they owned slaves. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That was the thing though about like when stop Asian hate became like a huge hashtag, like as if out of nowhere, racism was happening against Asians. And it's like the biggest source of racism happening against Asian Americans is happening on the admissions boards of Ivy League colleges. Well, and high schools. And then college, high school. Well, literally, literally in all schools. And in New York. Well, yeah, in in all schools across the country. But Mm -hmm. like the focus was as if there's like white supremacists out there who are all of a sudden well, discriminating. There is a disproportionately large amount of Asians at these schools and they can't have that. Yeah. They don't. They don't like the fact that there is a community that, for some reason or another, uh, uh, prides themselves on academia or something like that. Well, you know. And what so d- what I the way I just try to the way I describe it to people is, if you're in favor of this, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to uh, in, some inner city kid who's Asian, 
And I want you to be the one to explain to him why he's not allowed to go to an Ivy League school because he looks too much like those other people. Well, the thing thing that it shows, too, is that Democrats don't think that minorities are Americans. They think that they are separate. Right. And need to be treated some separate and different way. Look, so I, they're the one, they're like actually racist. They have white this bigotry of low expectations. It's the whole thing. Yeah. So they don't think Asian kids should get the same opportunity as Americans. They don't think that black kids should be held to the same standards as Americans. And they're the ones who are differentiating and deciding that the people who are getting everything are the white people and that everybody else needs to be treated some different and special way. And it's like, meanwhile, it, like anyone who thinks reasonably realizes that all these kids are obviously Americans and deserving of the same opportunity to excel on their own merits. I think some of them aren't American. Isn't that the thing is that some are for- kids that are foreign coming to Harvard? Yeah, but once you're – I don't think that's it. I think it's mostly American, Asian-American kids. This also like hurts – like this this type of mindset also hurts them. Like I remember he, there were these huge stories that have gone around in the last year about how like inner city schools in Baltimore and San Francisco and in all these other places – a lot of the kids like couldn't read past like a fourth or fifth grade level yet they were passing all of their classes like they're they're deliberately inflating their GPAs in a and that's like hurting them like how does that help somebody when you give when you when you deliberately inflate their GPA because they're a certain race even though they can't read past like a level that they should be able to well now and, that and, they have at Lowell High School in San Francisco now that they have uh, made it more of a lottery system so that you can get in regardless of what your grades are mm-hmm. the grades across the board have gone down like the school is not serving students as well academically as it had been they're also now rolling out a lot of schools this uh, equity you know, equity diversity grading system, which takes mm-hmm. race into account in how grades are, are calculated. Jeez. Which is ridiculous. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's you know, and, and that's why this is actually another cultural I, enforcement. I work I work with a pack. Part of my my I didn't really introduce what I do at the beginning of the at the top of the show. I did my toast to Liz Cheney being defeated. <laughs> but what I my I work for a company called X Strategies, and we work with a lot of conservative organizations doing consulting and digital work. And one of the people we work with is a school board pack who are they're called the 1776 Project Pack. Shout out yeah. to my friend Ryan Gerdusky. And they are a pack that is seeking to replace school board members with people who won't do any of this crap. And they've done a very good job of it. And it, this, it's important that if you want to get this out of your schools to vote in school board elections, because a lot of the ways that these woke school board members get in that leads to all of these policies is the fact that very, very few people know when school board elections are happening a- at all. And so next week in Florida, there's an ele- there's a primary election next Tuesday and the the governor and the senator's race is obviously DeSantis and Marco Rubio are going to win their primaries by a mile. But your school, every county in Florida has a school board election on the ballot. And so the fact that these big races that get all of the national, get all of the national attention may lead to some Republicans staying home. You can't stay home because your school board is on the ballot. And if a candidate gets over 50% in these elections, they automatically win. And so Republicans, if you, if, if you are watching and you are a parent in Florida, you need to vote in your school board election next Tuesday because that is how, because like a lot, a lot of these stories you're seeing about woke school boards are happening in in insanely red areas. Mm And it's literally, and the reason they get in is because only the teacher, the people, only the teachers unions know that these school board elections are happening and they get their people to vote and all of the, the everyone there stays home. You well, it's like, been so interesting too to see DeSantis going out and endorsing candidates for the school board. I've never seen anyone endorse candidates for school board before. And now I get like press releases about like who DeSantis is endorsing. 
for it's time to start paying attention. Florida. Yeah, these are important elections. Yeah, yeah these these local elections impact your life a lot more than national than these like national elections do. A school board election has a direct impact on you in a way that a congressional election does not. Correct. Now it's important to vote in both, obviously, mm-hmm. but there is a distinction to be made. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, uh, let's 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 jump to this very important story about a, a harassment campaign. Oh, no. by conservatives against a poor a children's hospital in Boston. WBUR says Boston Children's Hospital deluged in harassment no. campaign. Heavens, what happened? Boston Children's Hospital has become the target of a harassment campaign based on inaccurate information about its transgender surgery program. Hospital staff say the campaign includes aggressive calls, emails, and death threats from some providers. It goes without saying, you shouldn't be sending death threats. Nobody should. Um, However, I often find that when it comes to stories like this, concerned phone calls get called harassment. Yeah, that's correct. So like if you call and you're like, I have some (laughs) concerns about what you're doing, and they're like, oh, I'm being harassed. Quote, We are deeply concerned by these attacks on our clinicians and staff fueled by misinformation and a lack of understanding and respect for our transgender community, the hospital said in a statement. We are working with law enforcement to protect our clinicians, staff, patients, families, and the broader Boston children's community. So this all started when, uh, who was it? Was it Billboard Chris? Billboard Chris posted a posted video from... Boston Children's Hospital, and he also has evidence that they talking m- about hysterectomies. Well, we uh, ha- yeah, yeah, I mean, just he, in general, he yeah. also has evidence that they may be lying about the amount of threats that they have because he posted yeah, a tweet. He sure did. He posted a tweet that I just pulled up here, and it says that he has a source within Boston Children's Hospital mm-hmm. where he got all this stuff from, and he said that the, oh. that most of the people there don't even know what is happening. Like he said, oh, that, that they, that's. Of course. And so, like, they... Well, and, know, and also that there have not been ramped up security efforts at right. the hospital yeah, at like all. That well, so let's, we got to slow down. we got to slow down to explain what happened. So this is... A video comes up showing Boston's Children's Hospital. Putting, it's, it's a promotional video explaining hysterectomies and bilateral uvorectomy or uva, uvorectomies. They actually had several videos up on their site with very... Um, they're gone now with uh, well-spoken doctors talking about how important and interesting these surgeries are, smiling, cute music in the background. Uh, gender affirming. Gender affirming doctors, is what they call it. Yeah, lady doctors. One doctor was talking about the process of a hysterectomy and saying that it's the same for young adults as it, and for gender affirming treatment as it would be for anybody else and talks about the full and complete removal of a woman's reproductive system. No, no, the bilateral uvorectomy is differentiated. Well, she talks about the is whole that what it's thing. Called, she says that you know, she says that they remove yeah. the uterus, the fallopian tubes, and they could also remove the ovaries and the cervix. Hmm. So that's that's everything. That's taking it all. That's taking it all out at once. Uh, you have another doctor talking about how one way that you can tell your preverbal child is trans is if they play with toys that are stereotypically considered to be toys of the opposite sex. How do they know that? Like, like, how does the child know that society has deemed yes. this particular to- mm-hmm. a toy of a human to be a male or female toy? Like right. a girl playing with a doll versus a boy playing with an action mm-hmm. figure? They're just playing with people. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're just playing with people. They also, that same doctor discusses in this very short little clip, a couple of minutes long, about how if your child doesn't want to get a haircut, maybe they are trans. If your child doesn't want to sit to pee or does want to sit to pee, then perhaps uh, your child, your preverbal child is trans. Any mom what? will tell you, I mean, my son still hates getting a haircut. Yeah. You know, he's for sure a boy. Like he's, you guys have all met him. Like he's clearly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's insane. You also have a doctor talking about, uh, phalloplasties and how a phalloplasty is done. Um, and that same doctor, and that's one that Chris posted today, that same doctor, cause actually we were all talking about this behind the scenes and we saw them start to take this stuff down and we were all me and Christina Buttons who so writes for the Post Millennial. We were all like, record it, record it, screen record what's now. Happening, what's happening now is you had Boston's Children's Hospital talking about the, the gender affirming programs they do. Mm-hmm. The media comes out all of a sudden saying it's not true, they're lies. You have to be at least 18. Well, it, But they ignore the finer details. And so what ends up happening now is you have all of these outlets trying to claim they don't actually provide gender-affirming surgeries. Interestingly, there's one particular trans person person who quoted Vice. Vice ran the story saying the far right's targeting the hospital, saying that the hospital says you have to be at least 18. And this trans person says, that's not true. Yes. Came out and said, no, they, it is common to give 16-year-olds gender-affirming surgery. And then they mentioned that they got it mm-hmm. and that they need to normalize it or whatever because that's how you well, get Well, I mean, I can, I can break this down for you a little bit too. I was working on this story last week with Christina Buttons who wrote it and did an amazing deep dive into that for Post Millennial. And if you look at their documentation prior to when they changed it on the site, their forms for uh, how to get – how to go about getting approved for vaginoplasties, Ugh. chest reconstruction, and um, – What's the other one? Phalloplasties, right? They have it all written down. So they, it says on their forms, uh, to get a phalloplasty, you need to be between 18 and 35. Uh, to get a vaginoplasty, you need to be between, and you could look at it. It's in our story. We have the screenshots. It's, uh, to get a vaginoplasty, you need to be 17, between 17 now, and 35. That, that would be the removal of male sexual reproductive organs. Right, and the, and the reshaping of yeah. it into something that appears like that of the opposite So a 17-year-old and it being also totally says, sterilized. Yes, yeah. and it also says that 15-year-olds, you have to be 15 in order to get a chest reconstruction or a double mastectomy of healthy breasts. And what's particularly interesting um, is that they change the language afterwards. The videos say exactly what they do. They also follow um, these guidelines from WPATH, WPATH, that say, uh, and they say that they follow these guidelines, as do most most gendery clinicy places. They follow these guidelines that also say that parents, if they if parents approve these procedures, they can be done at younger ages. The doctor who talks about the phalloplasty or the vaginoplasty says that in some cases it can be done younger as well. So yeah, they're making this up. So I have here from uh, NIH.gov. This is a report 
a single center case series of gender affirming surgeries and the evolution of specialty anesthesia team. Uh, this is the uh, Journal of Clinical Medicine, MDPI, blah, blah, blah. In there on the second page, it says, in materials and methods, Boston Children's Hospital is a pediatric academic hospital in the United States pro- uh, providing gender affirming surgery to patients aged 15 years to 35 years of age. There it is. And they say including gender affirming primary and multi-specialty care involving inpatient and outpatient care. And they go on to mention other thing- a bunch of other things. But yeah, uh, 15-year-olds I, I, right. getting sex change surgeries. But they also say, additionally, and on the Boston Children's Hospital website, they have these glowing profiles. They're promo profiles, right? of um, teens who have gone through their program. One of the teens, their whole family moved from Texas in order to access this these services and is on puberty blockers and estrogen and frequently has to go into the hospital to get bone scans and things like that because That's... these are remarkably dangerous drugs to take. Additionally, that child's parent is talking to um, the hospital about how to uh, make sure to harvest the reproductive material for this child who will be fully sterilized if they go through this procedure so that they can have like their sperm when they are grown up. They have a, um, that person is 13. They also mm-hmm. have a seventh grader who is on puberty blockers and is so really I, excited about being non-binary. I want to point out here from the conversation, the Tavistock Clinic was shut down in the UK after a review found that they were actually causing serious harm to children. One of the cases was a young female who was on puberty blockers and developed advanced osteoporosis yep. where her bones became extremely brittle and were cracking. And uh, that's the danger of, of, uh, of, these, of these drugs. And, it's, and the reason I say that is because the NHS shut down the program. Now, we can look at these other European countries that are held up as like the pinnacle of healthcare by the left. They talk about they're not, and they're Scandinavia. Not doing it. They're ending it all. They're That's saying right. it's bad. It's hurting kids. Now the UK is saying, yeah, we can't do this. Well, so it's about the time US, the United States starts paying attention to what these other countries are talking right, about. Right. But we have people who are making far too much money off of this. If you look at some of the reporting that Jennifer Billick did, has done, right? She's done these deep I love, dives I into love capitalism. She's done these deep dives <laughs> yes. into the pharmaceutical industry and found that the amount of money being generated from giving these off-label drugs to kids, performing these surgeries, it's huge. And now you have the Biden administration pressing for insurance companies to cover this or else those insurance companies are considered discriminatory. However, why is it that it is discriminatory for insurance companies to not cover breast augmentation for men, but it's not discriminatory for insurance companies to not cover breast augmentation for women. In fact, if mm. you look at the Supreme Court ruling on Bostock, which said that, what's her name, uh, Amy Schneider, the man who was trans and was going to the funeral home dressed um, in women's clothing, right? So the Supreme Court said you can't fire Amy, because Amy, uh, if you fire Amy for wearing women's clothing, you are discriminating against Amy on the basis that Amy is a man, because a woman would not be fired right. for wearing women's clothing. This, this, this was the Supreme Court, right? This so was the Supreme Court. What basically, this, that basically uh, uh, codified gender identity as protected under right. Right. 1964 Civil Rights Act. Exactly. So that's what Bostock did. Now, if you are saying, if you are requiring insurance companies to give boob jobs to men, on the basis that it's discriminatory, uh, discriminatory against their gender identity to not fund is it. That, that's what they're doing? This is what the Biden administration has instructed Medicaid to do under HHS. Huh. Yes. I wrote about this for Human yeah. Events. Yeah. So what's interesting is, is it not discriminatory 
to tell a woman that she cannot affirm her female gender identity. Free boob jobs. Free boob jobs for men, though. Not uh, for women. Not for women. But I think that's discriminatory because that's you're right. only you're discriminating against a woman's gender identity by not letting her get boob jobs for well, free. Well, you can sim- put it simply: you can't provide to one sex exactly. something and not to the other. So I think Medicaid really needs to step it up and start providing boob plastics jobs boob jobs for women for there free. Yeah. Additionally, I mean, most guys in this country, you know would what? Agree. Yeah, sex work is work, y'all. Right. So, <laughs> don't you think that underprivileged women should have the opportunity to further their careers in sex work? That's a great question. By getting free boob jobs uh, yeah, under I mean, Medicaid, I don't need I'm, boobs to be good at sex. Let's just get that on the table. <laughs> I'm in. I'm just in awe of the fact that we're I'm like, just saying. I'm in awe. Don't of, you think? <laughs> I'm in awe of the fact that we're even like having this conversation. Like, what the hell? Are we, what the hell are we doing? I have this conversation literally <laughs> are, every ever, day. Ever, ever since like, the Large the, Hadron Collider fired up in 2016, yeah, this, the, our universe has <laughs> been we're, we're imploding. Why are we even talking about men getting boob jobs? Like, because what the, they what, want. This them. is like because what, they don't want to be men. And the they, they just, they, maybe they just want to stay home and play with them. You're speaking my mind, Greg. Like, I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm this like, is a hard one to go through, like, but I think people need to hear it. They need to learn. Well, look, 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 look. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it to the basics of the law. And I think the challenge with the law is you can't have moral logic in the law. Otherwise, you will get things you don't want. So, so I mentioned this a couple times, but I'll break it down this way. The left says we want gender identity to be protected. The law then says, okay, that has to be defined. In such a way that anyone can understand it. So in New York, they say gender identity is self-expression. But self-expression is so broad, it now starts to encompass literally anything. And now they actually say that any gender that you come up with or clothes you wear. So what ends up happening is when you say we shouldn't allow the government to, you know, pay for plastic surgery or whatever, you get the question of, well, what about this person needs gender affirming care to save their life? Okay, we'll allow that. Okay, well, but what about a woman who also has depressed, is, is depressed for having small breasts? She needs it for the exact same reason. She's depressed. She's having suicidal ideation and believes, talk to her therapist, that breast implants would uh, alleviate the depression, body dysmorphia. Then you, based on the, the, the moral logic or the, the, it's, we have to provide it to everybody, right? Well, now I don't think, well, actually, I should say, I think the left probably would be on board with that. But this is, this is where it gets uh, difficult for, you know, where we are. If you would argue that in Florida, parents have the final say in what medical treatments their kids get and what their kids learn, that includes a parent choosing to give their kid a sex change operation. So if you if you don't want the government mandating vaccines, then then I, th- I think it's just you have to come out and say it's not about moral logic and consist- consistency in the law. It's about upholding your values and your values will say the government should stop one thing, but should not stop the other based on your personal beliefs. So do you think parents should be allowed to amputate their children's legs? Well, I'm not saying one way or the other. What I'm saying like, is like, should that be legal? But this is my point. Right. Hell if no. You think unless there's if, a threat to the kid's life. Hell so no. So why should I they be the allowed to yes. amputate their I think the answer is clearly yes. Dicks. Like, no, no, don't no, no, you no. think it's oh, child oh, 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 oh. You, Should a parent be allowed to bring their kid to the doctor, get their legs amputated? Yes, absolutely. Healthy legs? Well, you didn't say healthy. I'm okay, saying so healthy. If, That's if a, the caveat. Right. So here's the issue. If a kid has got uh, MRSA or gangrene or something or, or a serious catastrophic injury and the doctor says, I believe the leg should be amputated. How does the government, if they're seeking to intervene to prevent healthy amputations, determine fast enough in this circumstance? This is the challenge of hard moral logic in the law. We have to recognize it's about values and not about saying government should or shouldn't. So if a parent goes to the doctor and the doctor says, if we don't cut this leg off, the kid's going to get a blood infection and die. 
And then the government goes, that leg looks fine to me. You're amputating your kid's healthy leg. Well, now we go back to the Christian scientists, remember, who refused medical treatment across the board and I think ended up getting sued for that, right? What Didn't the Supreme Court make a decision on Christian scientists who don't want to bring medical treatment for their kids? Well, it's, 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 it's a big, it's a big challenge. This was a long, this was like when I was a kid, they were talking about this. But I I think there's like a distinction to be made about, you know, if you're losing the the leg example of a parent saying that they just want to amputate their, their kid's leg for shits and gigs. But no one is saying that when it comes to, when it comes to gender affirmation, the parents are saying, I'm concerned my kid will kill themselves because they've become depressed and they're having suicidal ideation. Okay. But now a lot of these institutions are just speeding these kids through as we learned from Helena Kirshner and many other transitioners. They walk in and there's like an hour consultation before they're given powerful drugs. So the issue is when it comes to should parents should should parents have final say, you run into a challenge of saying I strict I, I stick to the strict uh, reality of law. No, you don't. You would say, no, you can't amputate the genitals of, of this child. That's wrong. Government should stop you. However, in other circumstances, you want the parents to have total discretion. Uh, I you see, know, see is- my view is parents can have discretion, but I would like to ban them from surgically mutilating the bodies of their children. I don't think I can be a hypocrite for saying that. I want government to come in and say, you are not allowed to do this. This is, this is evil. This is hurting children. You're and also not allowed to beat your children. Yeah. Like and this, this is my point. And, and, like, and like there have been no long-term studies about what the effects of these drugs do to kids over time. Like there have been no long-term studies. Into this is this. the point I'm making. You cannot make the argument that parents should have final say. If you believe there are circumstances where they should not. It's, 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 so, so we went through this with the parental rights and education bill where everyone said parents have a right to determine what their kids are learning. And I say, I agree with that. And there are, there are circumstances. We had someone on recently. We were talking about, uh, if parents don't want to give their kid, you know, cancer treatment, should the government intervene, take their kids away? And they said, yes, the government absolutely should. And I'm like, no way. I completely oppose that. Bethany Mandel. Well, that's, the, uh, that's Christian. That's the, oh, I watched that episode. That's the, uh, um, I don't think that's the government knows everything. And I think there's there's very difficult questions in what's right for your children. And the last thing I want is for the government to come in and say, we're injecting your child against your will with something. You know, it, not every parent is a doctor. Not every, you know, most parents are not doctors, considering. And so there's a real challenge of when you let the government come in and decide what medical treatments you have to get. Yeah, there is the get taller surgery. They already get taller surgery, but they already do that. Like they do that with like there are vaccines that you have to get in order to send a child to public school. Like they're doing that. There's but there part, are there's, there are exemptions to those. I'm pretty sure. And I still I I I you know there there are tough questions about the government coming and saying because you did not do this, we're taking your children away. And well, you don't have to do it, but you can't come to our place if you didn't. Right? Well, that's a, very different. There's a polio outbreak in New York right now because yeah. people didn't get their kids vaccinated. Is that why though? Yes. I mean, this is New York. I heard it was yes. New York. Vaccine. New York is full of va- is is full of anti-vaxxers. Well, no, yes. it's happening mostly. Huh. I think isn't it happen- it's happening? It's happening. Isn't it in, happening mostly in the Orthodox Jew- yeah, Jewish community? Yeah, it's happening in mostly in Rockland County in the wow. Orthodox because or, because Jewish Orthodox community. Jews don't be- don't believe in any of that. Well, because so that- I called my kid's doctor, I was like, "So polio, what's the deal? What are we doing now?" And he was like, uh, "Unvaccinated is what it is." And I was like, "Oh." It's still, I'm gonna, with a grain of salt, I don't know. I don't know why people are getting polio. Sometimes diseases come out, they tell you it's for one reason, turns out it's for another reason. Oh, interesting, yeah. But I just think, like, just when it comes to, you know, mutilation of a healthy child's bodies who have gender dysphoria and need help that doesn't involve going through a sex change operation when you're 13 or 14 years old, I don't see why, I, I don't see why you can 
take the position of parents' rights while also saying this should be illegal because this is wrong and it's hurting people and it's causing irreversible damage to children every day. I think if, if you do that to your children, you are abusing your children and child abuse is what we consider to be legal or illegal. I've got uh, – I went to an antique store and they had 340 Life magazines from like 1940 to 1970. Amazing. I bought them all and we're going to put together like a reading area so we can basically like what I want to do is I want to uh, like uh, uh, sort them. That's the word. Sort them all by <laughs> date and then do a kind of like breakdown of stories at the time, how they were reported versus what we know now because we have like Vietnam and stuff. But I bring this up because Thalidomide yeah, I was is, just gonna t- is one of the magazines that I have. Oh, all, when it was great. Thalidomide, Before. so great mother's anti-nausea medicine. You're yeah. pregnant, take this, and then the kids had no arms. Right, or like they were all weird. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like they're, weird they're, fish they're arms. Like, yeah, they yeah. had just like hands on their shoulders. Yeah. And it was like, was it for morning sickness or whatever? It was for morning sickness, yeah. Now, what I don't want, here's the, here's the challenge. When a, when a new treatment comes out, does a, per, does a, per, a person have a right to try it? Does, like if a drug comes out and says this will treat your morning sickness, we'll have a right to take it. Well, well yeah, Trump Trump signed right to try into law. And I, no, 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 but that's that's when you're dying. I'm talking about an anti-nausea medicine comes out, women will take it, and then all of a sudden a few years later we're like, whoopsie. Like, Don't you think r- that there that should be an control? approvals process? But there, but there is. Remember, remember that, what was that birth control that got recalled? I don't know the name. But whatever. What, yeah. Ortho tricycline? They was, all get recalled at some point. No. There was some commercial that was really popular, and like a year later, they were like Gardasil. I don't know. I don't know. Gardasil is the HPV yeah, vaccine. Yeah, they, they 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 recalled it or whatever. the The issue is if there's something being sold and there's some treatment, right? So like, um, you know, Joe Rogan talks about like NAD and stuff, and uh, Luke was on the show talking about stem cell therapy, where they give you an IV and flood your body with stem cells to repair damage. And it's like, what's the long-term effects of that? Because we've not been doing that for a long time. Should people have a right to try that if they want? There's, They say it's safe. They say it can be used to treat cancer. My point is, you could get a treatment and then it turns out it's really, really bad. You know, like like thalidomide. These women were like, hey, this medicine is going to make me not feel sick. And then their kids had no arms. Like totally crazy stuff. And then once they found out, they're like, we got to stop doing that. So, you know, ultimately what it comes down to is, I don't think the government should mandate. And then there are questions about what the limits we set are when the government can mandate. It's not as simple as to say the government can or can't. It's as simple to say we have values and we've determined in some areas we won't allow it. In some areas we will. I'm, I mean, yeah, like I just take the position that child abuse is illegal. Like I consider this child abuse. If you are doing this to your kid who has gender dysphoria, because like wh- why do a lot of parents like tran- put their child's their children through this? Is it because they really care about them or are they just like really woke and want to be cool in front of their friends? Like, I think it varies. I think, um, it, I think it varies a lot too, but like it is still child abuse to do this and child abuse is illegal. Like we don't allow parents to abuse their children because uh, well, it, because I, that's parents' rights. Like that would be illegal. They would be arrested for that. My A good friend of mine, her daughter is going through this now. Um, and she was convinced to push her daughter into this direction because um, the psychologist said that her daughter was going to kill herself. Okay, but like we're seeing like that so, trans, that suicide rates are up a lot right. with people well, who this, do go through this as well. This was about six years ago, so that's where they are. They're dealing well, with this now. Let's let's jump to the story. Speaking of child abuse. Hunter Biden attributes his penis obsession oh. to body dysmorphia. Ah, this is what uh, I was telling what? you about before. Yeah, I just I just want to say I think I think I think Hunter Biden was abused by Joe. For sure, uh, hands down. There is something uh, like just, just there's say it. something weird there's going something on there. There's something insanely messed up about that family. Yeah. Like, let me tell you. So uh, Hunter Biden said his obsession with naked selfies was the result of body dysmorphia, according to a rambling screed found in the notes of his hard drive. 
I love to be reassured that my... I'm not reading this. <laughs> I think you have to now. All right, you got to do it. You got to do it. All right, but strap in, everybody. Here we go. Gosh. <laughs> Buckle in. I, I, yeah, I, buy the ticket, take the ride. <laughs> I love to be reassured that my nine-inch, very big penis was actually big. It may sound funny to you, but it's body dysmorphia. I know my penis is almost twice the size of an average man's penis. The so, first son wrote on July 12th, 2018. The note was found in the hard drive of a laptop Biden left at the Delaware. I think this dude was heavily abused by Joe. Who is he writing the note to? Himself. Himself. His diary entry. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh. Or to his dad. Because they remember when he sent adult materials to his dad? He's, I, I missed that. Yeah. It was a link to Pornhub. Wow. Uh. And it was sent. It was like a text message to dad. Yikes. I think, come on, when you see something like that, you're like, this guy was abusing his kid. Well, what's, what, what what is... I would never send porn to my dad. One of the most, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's a hot... Now, that is a controversial take right there. (laughs) Joe, uh, well, you say that, and Hunter Biden is watching, going, oh. Well, so, why? so, so, why? one of the most. Me and my dad play Wordle. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> one of the most, I think, the the most ridiculous things that has had, like the most ridiculous stories that has come out in the Joe Biden era, it has to do with with the Ashley Biden diary and Project Veritas. They had this diary where Ashley Biden wrote in it that Joe Biden set like abused her sexually. And in other ways, but, but, and, but and like overtly and seriously, I yeah, oh yeah, like she said, she would t- that he would take like inappropriate showers with. It said all of these nasty things. I, I, I know tried the showers, showers and so, but I know so, the shower and, thing. But what was beyond that? I didn't. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But it, it's it had very, like, very like. But it had like some nasty. It had nasty things in it, and like they had this diary. The New York Times confirmed that this diary was real. And nobody talks about it. Instead, Project Veritas journalists get raided by the FBI over it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, and like, there is something seriously, seriously wrong about the Biden family. Oh, and the media dude, doesn't we got care. videos of Joe Biden sniffing little girls. Like, it's, it's right in front of your face. It's been in front of everyone's face for a long time. And so it's not far-fetched to say that he probably abused Hunter. Like, Hunter's a messed up guy. Yeah. Like, everything he's writing about, the things he does, the drugs. I won't say probably. It, it's likely, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised In if Hunter yeah, was abused. I don't know who did it. It could have been Joe. It could have been Joe's brother. It could have been a friend of the family. A lot of times it's a friend of the family. Here's the thing, though. All, here's, all the, the here's the thing that, like, counters the argument that Joe who did it was that Bo Biden was, like, a very upstanding human. He was the good son. He was, like an upstanding human being. He was, you know, an Iraq war veteran. He was an attorney general. He was not messed up in the same way that Hunter Biden was. Well, he was supposed to be the one to take everything over. Yeah. He was supposed to be the the senator and the president and everything like that. So I think but, everyone's just disappointed that Hunter Biden, the body man, is the one that's stuck around. Yeah. 
That's harsh. That's yeah, harsh. Hunter, it's if you hear harsh, this, man, you got this, bro. Listen, here's the thing. I don't, th- I honestly, I feel kind of bad for these guys, for Ashley Biden and for Hunter Biden. And I think it's a shame that they never had the opportunity, opportunity to do anything in their own right, really. Um, but they're treated badly. I mean, Joe Biden treats Hunter Biden really badly. I've never seen the two interact. No, but I mean, everything he says about him, constantly saying, you know, this is the smartest guy I ever met. And then you read Laptop from Hell and he's totally trashing him to his face behind the scenes. Literally calling him a pedophile. Yeah, like horrible (laughs) stuff, you know. It's like he says one thing about his son in public and everybody knows that he's saying this other stuff behind the scenes. That would make me feel so demoralized. Yeah, what did he call him? Pedo Peter? Pedo Peter. That's and like it, and like it's sad, but at the same time, it's a it's fair game to attack it. It's fair it's fair game for us to go after it because like imagine if this was the Trump family. But but I'm not going after anything. I'm pointing it out. I mean, this is the first son who calls his dad a child yep. abuser. I, yeah. Well, I'm saying like the media comes back and says you're attacking his family. Why would you attack his family? And it's like. Okay, imagine this was the Trump family. You'd be doing it like he'd have his door. Of course, he'd have his door kicked down by the FBI raid and perp walked. You know, I I, did half the things Hunter Biden did. I I ignore the whinging of the Democratic press. I I try not to ignore when they're lying outright. We can call it their lies. But there's a ton of these Democrat activists who are like, and I'm just like, I don't care, dude. You know, them coming out and being like, don't attack the first family. It's like a bunch of French people yelling at me in French. I'm like, I don't know what, what you're saying. I don't care what you're saying. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Now, if they're coming out and they're writing fake stories like the Boston Children's Hospital thing, if you're trying to, you know, obfuscate what's really going on, you got to call that out. That's like manipulation and lies. With Hunter Biden, yo, dude, this guy, his laptop is confirmed by multiple outlets. The emails are confirmed. Even the New York Times said it. And, a and year it, and a half after the fact. Oh, and the media and yeah. and, and and big tech suppressed the information because well, they big knew it was tech bad is, for Biden. And yeah, the, and that's the, what they do. Like, if you look at this right now, I just got sent this. Uh, Libs of TikTok Facebook account was just suspended for no reason at all. No reason at all. And the big tech companies are backing all of this. Yeah, and like the, their reaction to you know the Boston Children's Hospital story has, and l- like their reactions to a lot of similar stories when it comes to when it comes to the transgender issue is literally insane. Like my friend Jamie Michelle who runs an organization called gays against groomers, which is just like, you know, they're, they're kind of just a media thing where a bunch of, where they're all gay and trans and they talk about how they talk against like sex changes for kids and they, they speak out against groomers and they had their Twitter account suspended today and they've been, you know, shadow banned on was Instagram. It, was it reinstated? It, it was, was reinstated. It was reinstated like yeah. right before the show started. Yeah, it was reinstated. But, I wonder if uh, Libs of TikTok will have any recourse like that with Facebook. Yeah. But they have, they're going after Libs of TikTok hard. For this too, like there have been, there I've seen so many, you know, woke journalists who have been saying, why hasn't Twitter suspended libs of TikTok yet you know, for posting things that this well, hospital is posting on their YouTube channel? You know what I was thinking? Um, we talked about this before that this issue didn't exist prior to the advent of widespread hormonal uh, treatments or the isolation of the hormones in general. So, you know, I've talked to some people like where where was this issue a hundred years ago? Well, there was no isolated hormone. I think they did like serotonin first. So you couldn't take any anything to to change your body. Well, and then they turned. So the, it turned out that the SSRIs are bogus anyway. Well, so the argument was that uh, trans people have always existed, but they were just extremely depressed, uncomfortable in their bodies, and it wasn't a public issue because no one knew. With the advent of hormonal therapies, these people were now having access, and this issue emerges. There's also. But I wanted. To, I just wanted to point out. What that means, if, 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 if the reason the issue exists is because the medical technology has emerged to allow it to exist in this form, then once we get to like DNA splicing viruses, there's going to be people who are like, I want to be a cat. 
Yeah. And they're going to start taking pills that start cutting their well, DNA. Well, there are they're people who DNA, want so. to do that. Like you see that there's people who get like a full body modification to be cat looking or to be like, like who's that? The, I don't know. I'm not comic book person, but there's the guy who got fully changed to be Beast. like the red like death guy. Oh. Red death there, guy? Yeah. And like his, red skull? Yeah. And his nose oh, really? totally done. If yeah. you look it up, wow. there he is. Or there's the lady, the, Lady who became looking exactly like a Barbie doll with the exact Barbie, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's proportions, including like the crazy eye thing and hair extensions and the boobs and the whole thing. I mean, people can use this medical Frankenstein technology to do whatever they want. And the doctors who go along with it, uh, have really found their sweet spot with the whole trans thing because they can do it without having to feel bad about performing medical experiments on people uh, with I think mental there's, disorders. I think there's all, there is also, I think, a major, major cultural aspect to it as well. Because, like, if you look at, you know, there are studies about with the percentage of people in specific generations that identify as LGBT, and in in like the younger generations, it's at like fifteen twenty percent. It's like thirty, and it's like it's like grown it's grown from like two percent in the silent generation to like twenty percent today. Like, did that happen? Because I don't think that happened by accident. But I'm, I think, I'm just trying to to bring up that like where this goes from here. Is, you know, not, not, not to rehash things that we've we, we talked about in the previous segment. Something different, and that is, we're we're going to develop new technologies. You know, people like Hunter Biden, who's got dysmorphia or whatever. Oh, he's going to take a pill that's going to you know enlarge himself. Things like that. Pe- people are going to do it like crazy. People are going to start doing designer gene therapies on their kids. So like, we we've talked about. I mean, you, you, I assume you guys have seen Gattaca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the point where it's just like. Why have your kid with bad eyes? Why have your kid have bad hair? Why have your kid with uh, with your kid should be six foot five? And then we're going to just homogenize everybody. Well, and then if your parents can't afford to have you be recreated as some extra smart person, you're just going to be way down below everybody else. Or you like get the taxpayers yeah. to pay for it and make it mandatory or like optionally. That's what they're doing with the with the surgeries on or what Biden's trying to do is make the make it tax funded. Yes, that's right. And, and, like, and that's why DeS- that. and DeSantis was like, no, Medicaid will not be funding this in Florida. And, and in Canada, like Canada, a lot, I don't know if this is a federal law in Canada, but a lot of Canadian provinces have laws where if you don't respect your child's identity, the state can take your child away from that you. Is, you know, that is federal. And part of that has to do with the conversion therapy ban that was put into law by the Trudeau liberals. So basically, they redefined conversion therapy. And Biden has taken a cue from, you know, pretty boy Justin up there. Um, and what they've done is they've said, if you do not affirm your child's identity, if you in fact say, hey, daughter, you're actually my daughter, then that is conversion therapy and that is illegal. And, and that happened in Texas, too. Like, remember that story in Texas? Jeffrey Younger. Jeffrey Younger. He was That's a kid. Right. He was a kid who in court, a court ruled that his father was like no longer like he, Jeffrey took, Younger was the dad. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. The Jeffrey. Yeah, he got custody of his son taken away from him because he wouldn't affirm his identity as a, as a girl. Meanwhile, he had evidence that his son was being like, I'd rather wear boy clothes. Yeah. His, it was all his his mom just like being totally let's, uh, being crazy. totally insane. Let's jump to this other very contentious social issue. Ooh, I saw this oh, on Rogan. Uh, Joe Rogan references his 14 year old daughter. And, uh, uh, you know, pro-choice in a heated debate about abortion, he said, you know, you're not going to force a 14-year-old who's been raped to carry the rapist's baby. I thought it was interesting because he had on Seth Dillon and they yeah. both made their points 
they it, it, it was well well stated on both sides. I think Seth Dillon made some interesting points. Let's read this and we'll talk about it. Joe Rogan clashed with the conservative commentator during a heated debate about abortion. It's, it's Seth Dillon is a commentator. He's a well, I want to just he's, comment. He's, I thought he was a satirist. He's the, he's the, he's the yeah. CEO of the Babylon Bee, but I, think I mean, he's he does, a satirist. even bringing up his, uh, his but he daughter. but he but he like does political commentary on Twitter and stuff. The polarizing podcaster. He's polarizing. He's the most popular. He? Previously stated he's one hundred percent for a woman's right to choose. Full stop. No Jogan. Uh, Jogan. No Joe Rogan. <laughs> no Jogan. Jogan. That's it. That's it. Yeah. He's Jogan from now on. Uh, <laughs> wrong. 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 I. I I, I will I will bet one hundred dollars. Okay, no, a gentleman's bet. I never like putting money in it. A gentleman's bet, good sir Joe Rogan, that if I sat down with him and we had a conversation, he would recant that statement. Oh, for sure, outright. So uh, we'll talk about. It. So uh, he says there are women who have been raped who should not have to effing carry some rapist's baby. Rogan exclaimed. There's women who have been assaulted before the age of fourteen. Dylan. The founder of, uh, he's not the founder of Babylon B. He's the CEO. He's the CEO. Adam, Adam Ford's the founder right, of Babylon right, they, they, Wrong New York Post fact check. Boo. He said, there are people who have been born of rape and are alive right now and are pro-life. They go around speaking and say, I had a right to live. They will go around making a case and they were born of rape. So uh, I actually, I, I totally understand what Seth, Seth Dillon is, is, is saying. I do agree with Joe in this capacity about, for one, a 14-year-old. I, I, I think that's not a viable pregnancy. Like, way too young to be able to to uh, carry a baby. I mean, it's uh, that's the age where the doctor is going to make a decision. But I, I fall on the, the more libertarian side of the government can't force someone who was already forced to carry a baby in their body. That's a difference, though. And the reason I say Joe Rogan would recant that statement if I talk to him I guarantee you, Joe Rogan is not in favor of uh, abortion at nine months for elective reasons. I I hate this debate so much, and the reason I hate it is because it's like not it's not due to the fact that I don't want to talk about it. It's the fact that abortions because of a rape are exceedingly rare in yeah. comparison to what most abortions are. Right. It's a way for the left to kind of get away from talking about what abortion actually is, where they just say, oh, there's a, if a 14 year old was raped, you wouldn't, you would support her carrying a rapist baby. And it's like, that is not even, that is a significant. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's really, really simple. It's really simple. When the left says that, you're, the response to Joe Rogan is, you know what, Joe, I'm going to give you that one. Uh, so then do you think that all other instances where it's not, would that be okay to ban? Well, well so that's what, if you want to talk about banning the 93% of elective abortions with no yeah. reason given or whatever, then I agree with you. Okay, rape excluded. Women can get abortion, can get abortions if they've been raped. And now you agree to ban 93% of abortions. Well, so Seth did that. I watched, the, I, I watched this episode yesterday in full and Seth did that because they started talking about the case in Nebraska. There was this big case in Nebraska recently that the media lied through their teeth about. There was there was this mother and she had a 17 year old daughter who was 23 weeks pregnant, so six oh, this months. This is the Facebook. Yes, yeah, so so so, so yeah. this this is a fully formed baby. This and it's 23 weeks. Nebraska had a 20 week abortion man. This woman gave her daughter abortion pills and they stillborn the baby at their house. They then took it and they burned and buried the body. Yep. And the police got hold of this because of a tip from somebody, and so they subpoenaed their Facebook DM or not subpoenaed they. Uh, they got a search warrant for their Facebook DMs because they talked, they had talked about us. Like the daughter was like, I can't wait to get this effing thing out of me. And they're under, they're now being charged with multiple felonies for this. But the media lied about it because they yeah. said Facebook turned over DMs to the police. Like the, the headlines from so many media outlets were literally Facebook turns over DMs to the police to prosecute teenager for having an abortion without mentioning the well, fact so that they did this at home for the fully formed baby that they burned and buried in their, in somewhere. 
So uh, absolutely psychotic, and no, no surprise the media lied. Seth brought that up to to Joe. Yeah, so they started talking about, it, and Joe was obviously against that. Like right. he said, like that's ridiculous and, and and everything. And that's the thing. Like if when Joe says, you know, he, he previously he's one hundred percent for a woman's right to choose. He's not one hundred percent for a woman's right to no, choose. No, I think that's out of context that statement because it's that I don't think that's not something he would say with no pretext. I, he was probably saying it in reference to something. Maybe, maybe I didn't you know. see the show. Do you remember Greg when he said that? Did he come off as saying no? He did say he says, well, no. He said he's like in favor. No, fair, like fair he's point. Pro- he said, like, "quote It gets weird when the baby gets like six months old. I know yeah, that yeah. some states have late-term abortions, and sometimes you need one for medical reasons. Right? The woman could die if she gives birth. Like it's a decision that people have to make. I am one hundred percent for a woman's right to choose. But as a human being, just a person observing things, there's a big difference between a little clump of cells and a fetus with the eyeball and the beating heart. Funny and how for anybody prison. to pretend there's not." Okay, so actually, I'm 100%, okay, there's, there's a beating heart. Right to choose, Joe, Joe, but, Joe, but they cut out me. the butt part of it. Nice job, Newsweek. You screwed that one up. He says, where do you Who draw uh, his guess is where do you draw the line? He says, right. Where do you draw the line? That's the question. It's what I call a human issue. It's a very complicated issue. It's so fraught with emotion and so political. But that question is something the left cannot answer. They cannot answer where they draw the line. They don't. And that's why well, they, they don't. That's why that's, that, yeah, that and, bill in Congress. Well, like, well, yeah. So that's why they constantly bring up things like, or you, would, you, would you let that 10 year old carry her rapist? Like the, the story we saw in Ohio of the 10 year old who apparently who got raped by an illegal. I called that. I called that and, a media by her hoax. mother's boyfriend. Yeah. So it ended, yeah. so it ended up not being illegal a hoax. Right? It ended up not I being a hoax. So, it yeah. ended up not being a hoax that a 10 year old child was impregnated by rape, but it ended up being the fact that it was her mother's boyfriend who was illegal. No, 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 it was a hoax. So uh, the reason I say that is because obviously it did happen. Obviously, there was a pregnancy. Obviously, there was a crime committed. But when you look at the statements from the uh, local government, and it was in Ohio, right? Yeah. And they said she could she could have gotten the treatment. That's But they did not do it. They went somewhere else instead. So what I'm saying is it is a hoax in the sense that they drummed up a big political story. For political play without the full context. Exactly. What about yeah. the 16-year-old girl in Florida? What about the 16-year-old girl in Florida who's an orphan? She has no parents. She's pregnant. She's 10 weeks pregnant. Um, oh, yeah. We have that story, actually. The, yeah. the judge ruled she's not mature enough to have an abortion. The judge ruled that she's not mature enough to have an abortion, that she's wow. not allowed to make the decision for herself. She is within the uh, timeline where an abortion would be permissible under Florida law. Really? And they're not allowing it? And they're not allowing it because um, a parent or guardian would have to make that decision. She doesn't have any of that. Well, then she's the, she's the then guardian. Then she's the guardian, but she's not the legal guardian. The well, state is the legal guardian no. of this girl. Oh, right. Oh, that's no. enough. I think yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. No I think state. this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, she's within the, the legal limits of the of the law, right? Well, this is and they're not Seth, allowing Seth her Dillon to says do it. It's, uh, human life should not be should not be taken. Yeah, I do think that there should be exceptions for rape and incest for sure, and I do think that there should be limits. But this you know? isn't this isn't rape, is it? This whole like no, I'm, this this case is not rape. But I I do think that there should be you know I don't think nine months obviously, and I do think that it should be very tight to near conception. Um, well, so this is yeah. this sixteen year old, and I don't think anyone is, should do it. But like, I also think there should be is this sixteen limits. was a sixteen year old? Uh, it wasn't statutory rape or anything like that. It was like. No, she's she was with a fella, and she said he's not capable of helping out. He's not going to be a dad. He's like not around. And then what's the justification for why she should be able to get an abortion? Is sixteen? It's old within enough? the it's within the laws of the, the oh, state Flor- of Florida. Florida, oh, for Flor- Florida, Florida yeah. has a fifteen week abortion. That's right. Oh, so okay. she's under the time limit. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't like, like it, man. 
The way I see it is like if a woman feels the need to terminate a pregnancy, like she's been let down by society, let down by her family. Not entirely. Down. Well, that, that's that's what I like. That's what I see. Like I, I, I see, I see it as a problem when women feel like when a woman feels like there is no way out. There's besides something that, that nobody talks about, right? There's something that nobody talks about that I have experienced among my friend group over the past, you know, however old I am. Um, and that Joe Biden has certainly picked up on. They have a new plan to promote their abortion message by targeting men and telling men like, hey, be pro-abortion, right? I have known so many women married, unmarried with a guy who have been coerced into getting an abortion. You know, I, I knew one woman who her husband just didn't want to have kids and was like, if you don't abort these baby, this baby, I'm going to leave you. That happened over and over in that marriage. I have another friend. It was before she got married. Wait, wait, she wait. Was, All she has to do is say, no, if I have it, you can't okay. leave. Sure. Sure. There's always the thing you can say, right? There's well, I always mean, the, 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 the issue is. There's always the other thing that you can come up with. When in, a woman gets however, pregnant, she, she has legal control sure, in courts over men's finances. She and, felt very coerced. Mm-hmm. And forced into getting this abortion. That's that's what ended up happening. Whether you think she should have felt that way or not, that's how she felt. And I've known that to happen to many other women where the reason they get the abortion is either uh, to keep the man or, you know, to do what they're told or to not get beat or whatever it is. Men do coerce women to getting abortions. That happens. And we have to deal with that as well. It's not just the woman being like, well, you know. I think I want to do this today. Men are culpable in this as well. And nobody talks about like the depression and other like, you know, things like that that can happen to women after they have an abortion. Mm -hmm. And like it's disgusting. And that's disgusting that it happens. But this is something that the Biden administration has said out loud. Like Kamala Harris did like a roundtable with a bunch of like abortion activists. And she was talking about like, what are you going to tell your – are you going to tell your son that if they get a girl pregnant that – like she was saying, this could affect you because your son is now having a baby. And it's like, okay, so we're going to teach men that they're not responsible for their actions. I had the same exact thought with that. And like, I've actually had the conversation with my son who's 12. I've been like, listen, if something happens and, you know, God forbid this happens and someone gets pregnant, mommy is here. <laughs> I have a stable home. <laughs> mommy is here. I'll be happy to be the grandma. <laughs> like, you know, that's, I know like, that sounds like, ridiculous because like he's 12. Like I just hate but like, I just want to put that out there. Like, like, like we're just a culture that doesn't value life or personal responsibility that comes with it. And I think that needs to change. That's the I don't, Look, I, 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 our culture is decaying and collapsing. I think cultural enforcement is everything. The laws are meaningless when your culture won't uphold the law. So everything we're talking about is really just rooted in like American values and, and culture has just eroded to the point where you have one faction, which is most of the Democrat voters, the anti-Trump people, with no moral framework whatsoever, and then you have the traditional American moral framework. Well, the, the Democrats have become so insane when it comes to abortion. Like they they're literally nuts. Like they they tried to pass a bill. Well, they did pass a bill in the in the in the House that would have nullified every state pro-life law across America and it would have allowed for abortion at any time for any reason at all. And I think the median American voter does not support that by by polling data. Like the median Amer- the median voter in America supports abortion within like, you know, a, a, a few certain weeks, but Democrats have become so nuts on this issue that they've made it like they think the overturning of Roe v. Wade was going to be their saving grace in this midterm. And I don't think that because I don't because the American people 
people are not as insane on abortion as they, as the institution. And like abortion for no limits, for no reason at all, repealing the Hyde Amendment, amendment taxpayer funded. Right. That's, that's in, a mess. That is in the Democrat Party sure platform. Is. I mean, the thing is, the Democrats want us to kill our babies and they want us. They want us to sterilize our children. Well, but what's, they're, what's, they're sterilizing their children, and they're getting abortions, so the future will be Christian conservative. Uh, but, okay, but that's, what's, so that's always worked out well in the past. But, but <laughs> I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying that's the reality of one political group removing their children's mm-hmm. ability to reproduce, and then literally removing their children. That was and they're of, trying to remove our children's. That was, that was, that was kind of the Arizona just passed school choice, right? That was a big mm-hmm. thing Corey DeAngelis was tweeting about. So yeah. this, if, if conservatives went on this front, it's it's the end of the of the, of the leftist ideology. Yeah, because there'll be there'll be no uh, no way to force us to teach uh, our kids. Uh, but but way. let me jump to this story here from loudearthcrowder.com. Uh, Crowder's been suspended, guys. Uh, so uh, we don't know why. Crowder doesn't know exactly why. It was his interview with Carrie Lake. We've had her on the show several times. We've not had these issues. We've talked about a whole lot. Crowder, Team Crowder writes, Ladies and gentlemen, the Orwellian censors at YouTube are at it again. This time they've chosen to not only target louder with Crowder, but to silence Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. Our interview with the Arizona gubernatorial candidate has been removed from YouTube over their alleged misinformation policy. Crowder is unable to live stream on YouTube for the next two weeks. What specifically ran afoul of the policy? Only YouTube knows. But our lawyer, William Richmond, will be getting answers. We'll share with you on the show Thursday, August 18th. There will be a show. And this is really important, guys. Uh, If if you guys are, uh, you know, typically tune in to Crowder, now you know. Make sure you tell everybody what happened because... They're having shows. I'm assuming they're, they're going to be putting them up, up on, on, on Rumble. Rumble. Rumble.com slash C slash Stephen Crowder. And uh, welcome to the midterms, everybody. We, this was, we knew this was going to get crazy. Who did we have on who just told us it was going to get really crazy? Was it Naomi call. Wolf? Yeah, possibly. I think it was Naomi. She was like, it's going to get crazy. Yeah, that was a good episode, too. It's going to get crazy. Yeah, you think they're suspending Crowder. It, they're going to they're gonna do everything they can. To try and diminish the voice of those who oppose the establishment. They don't like that Liz Cheney lost. They're going after Alex Jones. They're trying to indict Donald Trump. They just took Crowder down for two weeks off YouTube. That matters. You know what? You want, just real quick. You know what? You know why YouTube matters? 95% of Gen Z say, says they use YouTube. It is the pre, it is the dominant platform for the younger generation. That's right. This is where people need to be to be reaching. The younger generation being forced on a rumble. Rumble's great. I like rumble, but it's not where the younger generation is. Yeah, this is what uh, Jordan Peterson was saying years ago when he was asked why he was going on YouTube and doing videos instead of writing articles or something. And he was like, uh, I wanted to reach the most people. Yeah. So that's why I went on YouTube. Do you think they're going to indict Trump? I think they are absolutely they going really, to. They really, really want to. Absolutely going to. They're going to. They have to now, I guess. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Washington DC, there is no justice in Washington DC. The DC justice system has been co-opted so much by the left that I do not doubt for one freaking second that Merrick Garland is going to find a corrupt, a corrupt grand jury in DC that is going to unseal corrupt indictments on Donald Trump that for crimes that he never committed. I absolutely believe that 100% because they want to stop him. They know, they've seen the polls showing that he is beating Joe Biden in 2024 and they want to stop him and this is the way that they're going to do it. But it's not going to work. Obviously, it's not, I don't think it's going to work. What are they going to di- indict him on? They're going to find something. They're, they've been, I thought they've, they they've weren't spent- going to do it because uh, it's a step over the line. They, they would just dangle it in front of mm-hmm. everybody, like, "Oh, we did a search warrant that proves he's a criminal." That's what they're saying, and they wouldn't cross that line. But now, what people are saying, and, I, and I'm starting to agree, because I'm look, I'm not entirely sure, is that the move against Trump was so egregious they have no choice but to lean into it. 
Otherwise, it just looks political. So they have to come up with something to justify why they did. They have spent six years searching for a crime. Yes. In every other... And trying to fabricate some. Well, in, in the, yeah, they fabricate, you know... They fabricated they, evidence to justify yeah. spying on Trump. And Kevin mm-hmm. Kleinsmith, I believe his name is, uh, received a one-year probation sentence for and, doing so. And not only that, but he got his law... Li- he now has his law license back by the D.C. bar in good standing. That's crazy. And, and then there's the there, <laughs> then there's the other FBI lawyer. What the The guy who just got acquitted. What the heck's his name? He got he 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 altered evidence in an email to ju- he altered he was another guy who altered evidence to justify spying and he just got acquitted for it he pl- he even though it was in his crime was in writing and a DC jury that consisted of two Hillary Clinton donors and a woman whose daughter went to school with his daughter wow. voted to acquit him Forget, wow. I can't, the guy's name escapes or Michael Sussman that was that's right Sussman. that's right yeah. and that, but that's how justice works in DC if you lie in FISA warrants to justify illegal spying on your political opponents, you'll get acquitted by a jury of your donors. If you're Steve Bannon and you get held in contempt by an illegitimate congressional committee, they will put you in jail. That's how that's how justice works in D.C. Yep. And that's why I absolutely think they're going to indict Trump. And then what happens? I mean, we're already we, we, we've already had so much crazy stuff well, happen in the past week or so with just the outrage. I mean, the guy in Ohio, for instance, a Cincinnati FBI office. Mm-hmm. What happens? Didn't he go in with a nail gun? What's not a nail Because gun? people think that nail guns can get through bulletproof or something like that. It's a non. Oh, it's that's not a thing. One it's of the not things a thing. that happens is people turn on the TV, find out what's going on, and they find shows like this. So it's up to us in a lot of ways. People are kind of well, they turn dis- on YouTube, changing the tone of the narrative, and tone is big right now. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone's coming down. I don't. I don't. I don't know what will happen, but what I what I do know is I think it's going to light an effing fire under the GOP base. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, this, this that's absolutely I, what it's going to I saw a meme do. that showed uh, a ship that said MAGA on it sinking, and a bunch of rats wearing MAGA hats were, like, panicked and swimming away from it. I don't and, think that's and they how were it's all laughing. Go. And then I, I responded with the, with the poll showing that Trump's actually, his polling's improved since the FBI raid. And then they were all just like, all the lefties got depressed. Mm-hmm. Like, no, really? It's like, bro, you guys have no idea what's going on, do you? Like, well, they haven't Trump had any idea. Trump supporters are not going to walk away from Trump no. just because the FBI is going after him. They're going to rally behind him. Right. And, and they haven't had any idea what's going on since 2016. I mean, you remember 2016, the entire media was like, the Trump voter. Who is this Trump voter? Who are these people? And they still have not figured out who the Trump voters are or why or why people are so opposed to the going narrative and the, uh, and the current and, regime. And there's and I'll say this. There's only one crime that Donald Trump has ever committed. Only one. And that's beating Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that right. is that was a crime. He was never supposed to do that. And they have never been able to come to terms with that. And so they've that that is his only crime. That's the crime that they're that, that, they, that they want to take him down for. And they're trying to do it. I was watching a documentary on the Nazis last night. And, and basically after the First World War, the Treaty of Versailles annihilated Germany, took all this territory, put them in massive amounts of debt. So they felt hopeless. And when people feel hopeless, they look for a leader, a strong leader to help get them out of the trouble. When you look at the way people have been persecuted the last two years and been driven insane with COVID uh, stuff, I think that people are like beginning. I'm afraid that people may may snag onto a strong man that is give, gives them hope, uh, gives them a political. You know, I don't want to see another Hitler rise to power. I, they've been like afraid of Trump and saying like he's Hitler. He's Hitler. Like, don't turn him into Hitler. Don't do that to people. Don't destroy their hope and their their will to live because they will look for a strong man if you do we just look at the past bro do you see that video this uh, woman from fox posted it where she's like this is what it's like when you get to work at 3 a.m 
Oh my goodness! Yes, I didn't wait. I didn't. Oh I didn't wait. wait, wait I didn't see it's this. Just people fighting so in the terrifying. streets all over the place. It's New York City, and it's people just beating the hell out of each other in the street out the and window. It's, it's of like, Fox. It's not one fight. It's like no, a bunch of fights all bunch, over the place. It's a bunch of people freaking out on each other. That was. I found that terrifying. Yeah. In part because okay, February 2019 or February 2020, before the pandemic, before everything went crazy. I was perfectly happy to walk around New York City at 3 o'clock in the morning. Nothing like that was ever happening. You never saw that. Well, now it's normal. Now you have open-air drug like, markets yeah. and homeless cities. Yeah. But, like, screw Eric Adams. Like, he ran he Like he ran on cleaning this crap up. That's why nothing. he won. That's like, why he, he won. Yeah, yeah, that is literally why he won. And instead, he's focused on uh, you, he's focused on going to Texas to campaign against Greg Abbott. because oh, he's, and he put up billboards in Florida about, like, how gay people are welcome in New York, as if anybody in the world didn't know that. Anybody <laughs> who still <laughs> lives in New York. I mean, you just got a question. Oh, my God. I, I don't know oh, how my you, God. Don't Libby. We've been telling Libby to get out of there for a while. Yeah. Moved, moved. I live in Virginia. Virginia's great. We have a Republican governor. We have the state. We, the only, the only state uh, body yeah, that's controlled. West Virginia is better. West Virginia. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I really but, quite like West Virginia. But we, oh man, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. But move, chickens. If you can, the if, little if, rolling hills. Yeah. The lush everywhere. greenery. You go up on the mountain and mm-hmm. there's like chickens just like everywhere. <laughs> like there's no, like quite literally like walking around. Randomly. Oh, you mean outside Chicken City? They've escaped or they're just colonizing? When, when you go into the neighborhoods in West Virginia, into like the communities, uh-huh. if you're just like driving down the road, chickens are like yeah, just I, out. I just, had to get out of the car and usher one off the street. So I didn't run I was over. in New Hampshire yeah, recently, out doing and we stuff. were driving around. And New Hampshire is also very beautiful. And we were driving around New Hampshire, and we had to stop short for a whole mess of turkeys to cross the street. <laughs> <That's> so awesome! <laughs> it Isn't it great awesome. getting away from these awful cities beautiful. where people are beating the crap out of we each other? We rented like a little house that had a pool. We it's like crazy. Fun. And not not only do they get be- the crap beaten out of each other, but They'll get out of jail the next day from a Soros-funded yes, prosecutor. That's correct. There's also another video of people ransacking at McDonald's. You see mm-hmm. this one? Yeah. Did, wait, did you see the one where it was like a, it was like some sort of like late night snack stand that these like three women the fries thing? Yeah, the fries. These yeah, three yeah. like black women just trashed the the place. That was insane. That was, it was over the cost of French fries. Yeah, it was, no, was it was over, no sauce. It was the, the cost extra for sauce, and these drunk chicks just they like jumped up. They were like yeah. twerking on the counter. Yeah, and they were like yes. just throwing cr- like that's not like this how- stuff's happening all over though. That that bodega owner who uh, yeah, fled Jose, the city. Jose Jose Alba. Because a woman came in complaining about the price of chips. Oh, wait, no, or this is a different story. And then, no, pretty, the same one. yeah, yeah woman came in complaining about the price of chips oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a knife. Mm-hmm. He said, get out. She comes out with her boyfriend. They That's start fighting. Right. She stabs the store owner. He stabs the guy while they're fighting. He gets arrested. They let him out. He fled. Didn't he? I think he went yeah, back he went to, back well, to no, well, the, didn't, Puerto, Puerto Rico or no, 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 no Caribbean. Well, Caribbean? Didn't, yeah, somewhere in the Caribbean. Didn't they like for a short time take his passport away too? I don't know. Cause they, they put, they, 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 they had him murder charges. They put him in Rikers. Yeah. They put him in Riker, like in a Soros funded. Right. You're not allowed to talk about how George Soros Our, spends a lot of money to elect DAs. Our but culture it, has collapsed. It's all look. It used to be that people had scruples and wanted to do what was right. It used to be that when someone committed a crime, they'd be like, "We got to stop this and try and make sure the society can function." These days, it's just like, "Don't know, don't care." Tell it to a judge. That's what you get. I remember I got pulled over when I was like 18, and a cop said I was speeding. I wasn't speeding, and he just says, "I don't care." Tell it to a judge. 
And that, like that's the way it is. Well, yeah, they guy, don't know you. They don't care about you. And if your life is ruined, they could get That was in Chicago? He, he, that, yeah. guy's, that guy's trying to fill his quota yep. for the month of... Oh, Chicago do? is so crooked. Yeah. I got my license suspended and then I couldn't drive for a couple of years. Oh my goodness. Because Chicago is as corrupt as they come in. You know, I really hate Chicago. I really, really despise the place and I try to avoid going there. It is... I've been to so many places around the world. I would rather be in like a Brazilian favela than Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago operated black sites where they would kidnap people and torture them. There was a famous, for a long time, there was a guy who was electrocuting people into forced confessions. That's right. I've had such crazy stuff happen to me in Chicago. I'm just like, bro, you do not want to. I've never been to Chicago. I feel the same way about my home city as well. I'm from Philadelphia. Philadelphia's become a mess. Like we Oh, have you're a, from Philly? Yeah. Like, I went to high school in Philadelphia. Where did you go to high school? Uh, Germantown Friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I went to Holy Ghost Prep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, but there was like Philadelphia, you see a crazy murder story coming out of Philadelphia at least like once a day. Like I remember there was one last week or the week before there was this guy who grew up in Philly and he moved to Las Vegas and he came home to attend a friend's funeral who had been shot and killed. Cause that's a thing that happens in Philly every single day because we have a corrupt Soros funded district attorney and a terrible mayor. And this guy came home to attend his friend's funeral who got shot and killed and he proceeded to get shot and killed as he was, as he was visiting home. And yet, so like, and, and like the mayor has just become a ridiculous person. Jim Kenney, who's the mayor of Philadelphia. You may remember when he shut down indoor dining in the city and then proceeded to go to a, get caught going to a restaurant in New Jersey. But he, he, after, after the, remember the 4th of July shooting that happened? That in was Phil, crazy. In it was right on the, it was right on the parkway. Yeah. So the fireworks were going on and there was a shooting like as the fireworks were happening. So it was just complete chaos. But they interviewed Jim, like Jim Kenny goes on local news after this and literally just says, he, I'm not even joking. He says, I am looking forward to not That's being right. there anymore. And it's like, he oh, really wanted like, out. It's like, screw you, dude. If you're not willing to deal with the realities of crime in your city, why the fuck are you the mayor? Yeah, why is he the mayor if he doesn't want to actually fix it? But what the city? sucks is they're going to elect another mayor just like him, probably. They keep Always. doing it. Yes, you just got to leave. They need they, Frank or his what, I mean, what's, Geographic yeah. polarization, the other op- continue it worse. Like, the other option is militant, like militants, like more cops on the no, street well, with armored cars. You know what? Kind of, right? So, in the early 90s, when Giuliani came in to fix up New York City, um, there were more cops. Like the difference was so transparently clear. It was sort of amazingly clear. So I used to hang out in Washington Square Park. It was always a total disaster. You know, you walk through the park, whatever. Everyone's offering you drugs every five minutes, you know, as you walk through the park. Uh, almost overnight, there was a big mobile police unit at the bottom of the park um, on Washington Square South. There were cops everywhere. And suddenly you weren't getting offered drugs anymore. You'd walk like all through downtown and it was, you know, people just kept getting pushed out to the edges, pushed out to the edges. Finally, Giuliani moved the entire red light district out to Queens, which hasn't been great for Queens, admittedly. Um, but yeah, it changed overnight. Giuliani cleaned up the city and then Bloomberg came in and paid for everything. And the city was great after that. What do you mean paid for everything? Um, well, we had, we had a low crime city. So he was able to get a lot of investment in. He was able to get a lot of businesses to come back in. Um, then he used all that tax money to fund big parks projects. So he built up the outer boroughs. He did this massive parks program, and it was really nice. Yeah, but, I, kinda, but, I support large-scale police activity if it's well, done judiciously. But what they is, did stop and frisk. Well, what, what is like an insanely sad thing to me happening in America since the summer of love that occurred in 2020 is – from like the 1990s to like through the the 2010s 
violent crime in America consistently went down. Like, you wouldn't see that. Like, if you followed the media, which constantly likes to elevate this shit, you wouldn't see that. But violent crime in America went down for two decades, and it has gone back up over the last three years because liberal DAs have decided to not enforce the law in order to appease rich, radical, progressive activists who don't have to deal with the realities of the policies that they advocate for. But the people who are hurt by this, and the reason Eric Adams won, is because poor you know, working class, middle, middle working class people in New York City who actually have to deal with the realities of crime every day voted for him because he was the tough on crime candidate. And obviously he hasn't done that, which has been a major disappointment. But we are literally reversing decades of a decrease in violent crime in order to appease the worst elements of our of of our society. That's and it's exactly an incredibly right. sad thing. Cities <laughs> once great American cities like Chicago and like Philadelphia are being destroyed. Once and it's it's the saddest uh, thing ever. I don't know I about Philadelphia. I, I don't know about Chicago. It was mo- <laughs> has been run by the mob for over a hundred years. Well, I'm just saying, like, our, we have great cities. Like, you know, uh, we need like I we have great cities, and they're being destroyed by this ideology. Yeah, I'll tell you, Chicago is like great Los partly like because Los- of the mafia, right? Like some of the greatest stories about the old bank robbers and stuff. Really bad stuff. Really horrifying stuff but it creates a, a legend and, and, and a mythos around the city that makes it some, somewhat interesting but uh, Chicago's reputation is and always has been pure corruption okay maybe Chicago do you know why they it, call it the Windy City because there's a lot of wind because the politicians the are blowing well. hot air oh. it is very windy wind as well. it's actually not then. it's actually not oh true. I thought it was windy really no yeah I live there three years I mean, I've only been to Chicago there's once there's wind so sometimes because no you have a lake but yeah, yeah, it's the, like the not lake. particularly windy. It's 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 like maybe slightly above average, but you wouldn't. And it's, okay. it's, it's something all of people in Chicago know. It's called the Windy City because the politicians are lying. That's what it is. Okay, but uh, maybe Chicago is a bad example. But like Los Angeles, San Francisco, I New York, <laughs> like no, but like I like Hollywood, iconic American cities that have contributed yeah, but, so much to our culture. You can't walk in L.A. anymore without stepping on a freaking needle or in human well, feces. But, yeah, I, I do understand that point, but I got, also got to point out. You know, I, I talk about this news article I was reading from uh, it was at like Glenn Beck Studio. It's from like 1870 or something. It's about a guy who was at a bar. Some guy walked up to him and put a put a pistol to his chest and pulled the trigger. Like it was way worse. Crime was like way worse. You you would just die and you stub your toe and you get an infection. It's gotten way better. The issue is it's it's getting relatively worse from where it was. It it was really really bad. It got really good and now it's getting bad again. And we're not okay with it. And we shouldn't be. No, yep. we had a standard of living in this country. In our cities, and it regression, has, but what's, it has declined. But like, what's going to happen is the people who have the means to are going to leave these cities, and that's and they take their ta- the the tax base goes away, and the people that get hurt the most are low income people who are who can't who don't have the means to move and are forced to deal with the realities of this every single day. We need new cities, I think, too. So people leaving like that whole what is it Ayn Rand thing where all these people went and started a new city. I like that idea because you can start at high tech. Well, yeah, we have great. We still have great cities in America that people can move to. Like what was what? it, Galt's Gulch? Yeah. yeah, like, like uh, what, what, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, for instance, phenomenal so we'll get, city on the river. All the rich okay. people, all the all the mer- people of great merit, will so, leave and we'll, make our own secret city. Well, and well, no so, one has to go to work anymore. Everyone can just work in there. All the rich start, people can just work in their house and we just start get com- Amazon drone deliveries. Did you buy your stuff. metaverse land package yet? <laughs> we just start. We just start communes of people leaving, <laughs> leaving oh, crime in cities. They did that, right? But you know, what's, like New Harmony. Yeah. But you know what's really fun? Look, well, something that I learned recently that I thought was pretty wild is that it is now more expensive to live in Miami than New York City. Mm. And it's not because of like the crazy housing policies they have in New York City. It's because so many people are moving there. Yeah. Like West Palm 
Palm Beach, which is where my company is based out of and where most of my coworkers live, in order to qualify for a single apartment by yourself, you need to have they, – they, they say that they like – the minimum salary per year you need to have is like over $100,000, which is like the top like 2% of income earners. Wow. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com for that uncensored after-hours show, which goes up at about 11 p.m. And uh, let's read. We got this one from Jenny Cash. Wow, the Jenny Cash. Huh? As a clanker, I have to ask when TF is Sticks going to be on the show? I'm a monthly subscriber and demand this or else I'll bollocks ya. Uh, Sticks <laughs> has an open invitation to come on the show whenever he wants. Correct. And we even cover travel and accommodation. So it's just an issue of the moment Sticks says he's coming on the show, we will get his flights. We will get his room and board. We will buy him a right. fine steak dinner. He is absolutely. I'm a big fan. Sticks is fantastic. Smart guy. Uh, Callie DeFrench says, shout out to Mini Desk Ian. You the real MVP of TimCast IRL. Are you talking about this guy right here? That's right. He's in the vlog. Look at this. He, yeah, he made his... I said, his... Ian has a miniature version of himself on his desk. Uh, thanks for sending this to me, by the way. <laughs> Whoever did that, it was beautiful. It's like a voodoo doll. Country Tard says, this has to be Brett Bayer's son. I, so my, my girlfriend has been texting me because she's been watching the show and she's like, every other comment is somebody who says that you're Brett Bayer's son. <laughs> and I've never heard, I've never, uh, gotten that. I've I've never had someone say that I look like that before until until tonight. I've never heard that before. Interesting. All right. Ultima Sandoval says Wyoming beer, Melvin and Alpine, Mountain Hops and Casper, Bonds in Laramie, and many, many more. I would love to acquire me some of that good Wyoming beer. And we would celebrate Wyoming doing the right thing. The right thing for this country. And they absolutely did. That's right. 100%. Right now, the heroes of this country, Wyoming residents. Yes. Except for those 28%. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> I think most of them were Democrats, though, because right. there's a big story that a lot of Democrat, like Democrats in Wyoming, like the Democrat Party in Wyoming was getting a lot of Democrats to register as Republicans so they could vote for Liz yeah. Cheney. Oh, this, we were this, talking this, about that before. This is actually interesting. Uh, Anwar Abu Baker says, doesn't that mean Liz Cheney planned on losing if she referenced the loss of Abraham Lincoln and her speech oh. immediately after losing? Oh. I can't imagine she didn't already have this speech planned. And the great task is already up, which requires development with a logo. You don't just look. You don't just one day wake up and say, "Hey, can, can I get a website that shows these things? Can fundraise has these looks?" No, that takes a couple weeks. They you usually plan well, a loss and a win, well, yeah. and they'll have no, T-shirts she, printed for both or whatever. Well, like I like I said earlier, she gave up a long time ago on being reelected. She treated this whole thing as as a, a grift to raise money for an eventual presidential run that will also be a giant grift, and nobody will vote for her except in except in North and probably in the Beltway. Beliasa says Trump yells nuclear ultra MAGA whenever he goes Super Saiyan three. That's right. Three. He skips right over one and two. That's right. Well, that's, really now says still waiting on Libby to agree to get dinner with me. Yeah, Libby, what are you doing? Libby, uh, what? Don't th- even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Libby. <laughs> Unnecessary <laughs> risk. All right. Amos Moses says Ian said in February he was going to start going to the gym and get jacked. <laughs> we want meathead Ian and buff pool. I, I think about well, that. Well, I lost a lot of weight, time. you know, so I'm. I do the occasional plank. And plank. I, go, <laughs> I plank. I plank hard when I plank. I think. I think. I think, Ian, you, you got to start lifting. I know, dude. It'll I've be, been thinking it, that for 20 years. <laughs> but just imagine what it'll be like. It's like in, in, in January, people watching the show just see like this super just jacked. That's Ian. the thing because they'll be like, I, I hate this guy so annoying. I don't understand it. And then they see me with my shirt off and they're like, oh. 
No, but what I like happen this is guy. when you start lifting, you'll get a massive increase in testosterone, and then all I'll of be a more sudden, commanding on stage. Yeah, yeah, and you'll just be like, yeah, Trump, fix it. Here's the solution. I wouldn't even be angry about it. Then you could do the Mussolini thing. You could go to the roid. You could just roid up too, and have be even more. I think they provide that at uh, the children's hospital if you're the taxpayers if you, if you think that it? it's part of your gender identity. Sure. Dapper McStash says Ian Newsweek reports the laser ignition facility in California just confirmed its first ever self-sustaining ignition. Self-sustaining Fusion, oh, self-sustaining ignition. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the last part of that. Fusion on the way. You excited yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm extremely excited, but the thing about fusion has been on the way for 30 years, um, and it would be very disruptive to the power structure if everyone had their own unlimited power supply, but I am very excited about it. Now, you said it's consistent ignition. I thought they were able to ignite it, then it went back Self-sustaining. out. Self-sustaining, meaning it's on, but that was like a year the, ago? What no, 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 they recently did a new thing. It was in Newsweek. Yeah, I'm pretty fantastic. sure it's like... it's. They, yeah, they, they, it. they were able to recreate that first thing. But it, but and ignition that ultimately it. fizzles out is different from a yeah. self-sustaining like keeping self-sustaining it going. nuclear fusion. Yeah, there they it did is. It. Science alert from yesterday. That's huge. Wow. Man. Now they can't, but but now they can't replicate it. See, this is what, what? happened. That's what they said. Yeah, this is what the article says. This is titled the article from well, Science well, Alert. Well, it was, it, I think it was last week, and so now they tried it again and they couldn't do it. This is just an article from yesterday. I'm definitely going to read it. But you'll well, see because right, so, well, I was this reading is, about this like last week. It's normal. Yeah. You'll try a bunch of things. One will work and they'll be like, okay, what did I do? Like, how did that happen? What, mm-hmm. what? And they also, with, with high tech, military tech, they'll do something like, we went to the moon. We don't think it can be replicated. Uh, just so no one else tries to do it. Cause mm. as soon as everyone right, starts right. doing it, then we've got. It's like, it's like Ignition. an iron, it's like an iron man when, when he's telling everybody they can't have the arc reactor, but then that dude from Russia shows up with the arc reactor and starts screwing everybody up in Monaco. It's exactly mm-hmm. like, you know, Marvel analogies just got to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Just shove it in. That's right. Pop culture reference right there. All right. What do we have? What do we have? Some super chats. Okay. Paul Thongham says, notice that Tim sometimes references South Park and he plays Magic the Gathering. Tim also owns chickens. If you get the, if you understand the episode I'm thinking of, you should do Chicken City short called Chicken Magic. Uh Uh-huh. You guys know that episode of South Park? No. I haven't watched the, the, South ro- Park the roosters. They're, they're having roosters playing Magic the Gathering against each other no. underground. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like like illegal cockfighting. Mm. Oh. All right. Let's see. Slain Hope says, Ian, conquering people is in our nature. Denying that is to deny the history of humanity. Morality and humanity aren't as compatible as some would like to believe. That's why people go to church. Thank you for bringing that up. People, all these people talking about being pro-life and that they're pro-life and obsessed with babies that are one week old like where's your anti-war stance if you're pro-life where are you caring about the people in afghanistan that were left behind when we surrendered wait wait wait, wait. talk about those, those people they, overwhelingly are well are i want to i want to hear behind. them talk what about, about it. capital they punishment? do i would like to hear them make that the focus of the conversation if you're is pro-life life. shouldn't you be opposed to capital punishment yes no uh, obviously i mean but no, the thing no, is no, no, no. to Not be extreme all. in all situations that i will protect life at all costs makes no sense it's like exactly what this i don't person was i don't saying. this is why at timcast.com we don't use pro-life or pro-choice we say pro-abortion or anti-abortion yeah that's because they're write. they're used in that context so so in, in, but i i, I it, the challenge with pro-life is for one if you're trying to use it as an absolute statement, then fine. You, you should oppose a death penalty. But people who are pro-life are typically mean, trying to say that they would protect life at all costs, except when an individual has taken it, like someone on death row. So the argument is you can be pro-life, but agree that someone who committed a crime and through due process has forfeited theirs. 
Well, but another another problem with the death penalty, though, is that there have been a remarkable number of cases that have shown that the person who was executed or on death row didn't actually do it. So we do not, yeah, we do not have a perfect justice system, which means we should not be taking life on its basis. I just put it this way: um, I don't think people like Kamala Harris would be the arbiter of who uh, arbiter of who gets to live and die. She shouldn't be the arbiter of literally who gets a sandwich with mayo and who gets one with mustard. But just just thinking about death row in general, a lot of people talk about the the very very severe like harsh standard to actually get someone the death penalty, and I'm still just like, I get it, man. You know, if I saw, I have no problem with. In, in defense of others or yourself, you know, taking someone else's life. It, it, it's unfortunate. It's tragic. We don't want it to happen. But if some dude is about to like kill a kid or whatever, you got to stop him. You got to save You got, you got to stop the aggressor. But if you've already stopped them, you know, then I'm just like, the, the issue for me is I totally get that person, you know, did something bad and is trying to do it again. And you, and you stopped him. My, my challenge is when I walk into a courtroom and it's someone like Kamala Harris going, trust me, that guy's bad and should die. I'll be like, no, I don't trust you. You're nuts. Yeah. And Kamala and, Harris. And Ian, I just want to point out that I am both pro-life and very anti-neocon and anti-war. The neocons stuck and we need to purge them from society Man, in general. The Yemen, the sales of weapons to Saudi Arabia by Trump really disturbs me because they are just slaughtering the Yemeni people. I mean, there's this mass starvation. The Yemenis yeah. have like 50% of their population or something is like under... 25 or something because like the rest that. have starved to death yeah oh we, just and there was war and the whole thing we got a good one triton 54 we gotta get an award for this he says breaking news after her monumental defeat in an effort to minimize her carbon footprint and become more appealing to climate activists liz cheney was seen riding her broomstick from dc <laughs> to wyoming <laughs> That's a good one. No, yes. well, what I would I would revise that to say she she rode her broomstick from Wyoming back to suburban Virginia where she's lived her entire where she life. She actually lives, yeah. Danine S says, "Tim, you're wrong. In general, parents should be allowed to determine the best for their children, but that isn't without limits. Example: we allow parents to discipline, but not to abuse. My point was like to Democrats: if you don't give a vaccine to your kid, you're abusing them, and you're a dangerous anti-vaxxer, and the government should take your kids away. And to the right, if you're giving them sex change surgery." quite literally the same thing. You're abusing them. The government should intervene. The point is you have, look, I, I clearly think the left is wrong, but you have uh, disparate worldviews. And the question about when the government gets to intervene is a scary one because that will be used against you at some point. And I mean, it literally is being used against parents right now when, in, in Texas with the, with the younger thing where they take the guy's kid from him or they try to. And that's, that's, that's scary stuff, man. Well, and in D.C., if you don't get your kid vaccinated, your kid can't go to school. Which is like, like, remember when, you know, Georgia was passing their voting law and like Biden was saying that this is Jim, Jim makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Jim Eagle. 40% of black students in D.C. are not going to be allowed to go back to school this fall. Is that not making Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle? Like, and there was a reporter from the Daily Signal who asked Muriel Bowser about this the other day. His name's Douglas Blair. And, she was basically like, I don't, that's not true. What you're saying is lie. And it was literally, he was literally citing numbers from DC saying that 40% of black kids in DC are unvaccinated. John Marafa says, Tim, Charlie Kirk posted a training video of armed IRS agents you will not believe. No, I saw that. Did you guys see that? Yeah, one? I saw I that. See that, I, that was going around everywhere. The, the, the IRS criminal investigation division or whatever. And they're doing a training video. They walk in and they're like, don't move. And it's like two guys with like fake Gosh. weapons being like, what's going on? I'm not moving. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Philip Vecchio says that part that was part of the plot of the original Manchurian candidate, the son in an incestuous relationship with his mother, played by Angela Lansbury. Ooh. Gross. Wow. Awful. Awful. 
Angela Lansbury is great, though. Cody Bridger says, in most cases, the parents are just as much the victims as their children. It is the doctors who are abusive for performing mutilation on minors. What happened to do no harm? So what an interesting question. I mean, there are some cultures. You know, I'll throw it to the Orville reference we mentioned before. Seth Seth MacFarlane did an episode where one alien race performs sex chain surgery on girls because they don't have girls on their planet because they force transition them. And they say... You know, uh, the alien guy says, if a child was born with a cleft lip, would you not correct it? We view it the exact same way. And so, you know, with this, you have genital mutilation in a bunch of countries where like female circumcision and things like that are considered wrong, must be stopped. We saw a wave of that happening in, um, in, I think in Dearborn, in the Dearborn area. I'm not, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I, I loved the Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman, when he went to that random African tribe and asked them what they thought about the idea that men could become women and they were just laughing at him. Yeah. But so, so I guess the issue is, you know, circumcision in general, be it male or female. Well, so did you see that Andrew Sullivan tweet from no. like yesterday? So Andrew Sullivan, the former New York Times reporter, yeah. he, he was like, what do all the people who disagree with sex changes think about circumcision? I, and he got uh, like, and he got like monumentally racial. Like, cause like, I don't think both of, I don't, I think those are two close, pretty yeah. different things. But it is a form of, well, you could argue genital. I mean, it is, a, I don't know if mutilation is the right word, but you're cutting up a baby's penis without its, the kid's not like asking for it. And it's and, the and parents' a lot of, decision. And, and like half the nerves are removed. And it's an old process from 2000 years ago when it was a cleanliness thing. Like it would become too dirty and then they'd get infected. So they had to remove the outer layer of skin. So it's easier to clean. I think that's the, the purpose. That might be what they say, but I, I, I don't know if it's that specific. I, now it's just like a tradition. I don't even know what it does. But I think, I think that would be similar to saying like, if you're, if you're in favor of haircuts, do you also support decapitation <laughs> well, <laughs> or something? Like that? Yeah. I think those are two kind of different things. All right, let's different. read this one. Sorry Forlot says, Tim, your Nancy Pelosi impression is my favorite thing in the world. Uh-huh. Let's hear it. I haven't heard it. Donald Trump is a disgusting, awful man, and he needs to be impeached. I will not stand for this. It's getting older in real time. <laughs> like it's, you have she's to, older than she was. You, you got to like do the yeah. thing where she like, her dentures like are falling out too. Yeah, that's, like that's, why, that's why I try to signal. Like, like, my teeth are falling out while I'm. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay, now I can tell you about Donald Trump. He's so awful. Now I'm gonna go trade Mouth some stocks. I'm gonna go so trade horrible. some stocks. Now I'm gonna go trade stocks and become rich on a hundred seventy thousand dollar a year salary somehow. Also, also it's like Pablo, is he gonna get charged with the DUI or you think he's gonna have his charges dropped? Of course. Well, he got charged, didn't he? Did he get charged? I don't remember. I thought he got charged. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. But is it, I, I, wasn't the story that he was drunk and someone hit him? He uh, hit a sure. jeep. He hit a. I, I don't know. I, I read sure. somewhere. No, that, he hit a. Yeah, he had a Jeep with his Porsche, I'm pretty sure. You want you want to you want to pull that up? Yeah, we should check that out. Cuz I thought it was a case of like he was driving drunk and then someone hit him and it makes it his fault because he was drunk, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like if you're drunk and you're pulling out and someone hits you, it's your fault, you know what I mean? I don't know, maybe I yeah, maybe he hit somebody. All right. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. A free-thinking dog says no man would request a woman to get an abortion. Agreed. I saw that viral meme where it's like progressive men aren't men, as exemplified by the face on the hands thing. Yeah, you see that one? Yeah, I saw that. Like, there's like a, it's like a picture of a shocking moment, and 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 the women and like some of the men are going like <gasps> with their hands over their mouths. And I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I mentioned this before when I was flying on a plane from uh, Wellington to Auckland, and we got hit by like 70 mile an hour winds, and the plane fell like Oops. 100 feet or something. All of the women on the plane instantly started screaming at the top of their lungs. Not a single man screamed. 
And I was like, huh, maybe think. I screamed when there was a stink bug on the mic one time. (laughs) Why is that? I don't know. Well, men and women are different. Women yeah. scream. Men don't scream. Women signal they need. I read that men don't. Uh, that women on, on average cry once a month, and men on average cry once a year. Once a month, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. I can't remember the last time I cried about anything. I'm pretty sure I cried last week. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know why. Yeah, when was the last time you cried? It was on the show uh, like a month ago when I was talking about God. I was oh, starting to yeah. feel it, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. like a, I wasn't deeply like losing it or anything. Yeah, what about you, Greg? I'm going to make my group chat with my friends uh, laugh out loud right now because the last time I cried is when my friend Jordan Chamberlain and Will Chamberlain, you've had them on their show, mm-hmm. at their wedding, Aww. I cried during their wedding <laughs> because it was a gorgeous wedding yeah. and Jordan and Jordan's one of my best friends. And oh, so I was like, mm, Jordy's getting married. This is so this is so. <laughs> Adorable. So cute. Oh, see, there you go. No, I cried watching a video of my son when he was little saying something with okay, his little cute really kid cute. voice. <laughs> that's that's what it was. And then I showed it to him, and then he cried. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Psycho Tater says. But it was my fault because I was crying, and then that made him upset. I would like to point out that I have used Ian's graphene plan to change the minds of at least three climate activists. So thank you, Ian, for pointing that out. And thank all of you. This show is my favorite source of actual news. That's thank you very much. Fantastic. So you changed three people's minds. That's a good, that's a good ratio. That's how it all that's starts. The real power of graphene to change hearts and minds. Yeah. So what would the, what she, person is referencing, I don't know why I thought it was a she, he or she is referencing is, uh, that we can pull the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and convert it into graphene by running it through well, there's different ways to do it. You can deposit it onto a metal like gold, palladium, or copper, or you could run it through. Uh, there is another chemical that I think that we're working on right now. Uh, I've been working with a company that does it. You can also take the methane out of the air, convert it into carbon dioxide, and then turn that into graphene. All right. C says, the soul is gendered. It travels here from a distance. When a baby is aborted, the soul cannot join the body. The soul joins the next available body, and therefore transgender population increases. Interesting. I have an idea for a, I had an idea for a horror movie that sounds like something a conservative or Christian group would make, but no, like actual Hollywood production company would make. And so here, I'm gonna give you my, I'm gonna give you guys my pitch. So here's how the movie starts. It's late. 9 p.m., 10 p.m., it's dark. Office building. 30th floor. Corner office. You can see the windows. An older woman is working in the office. And she's clearly working late and putting in those hours because she wants that promotion. And then as she's working and taking a phone call, you see a figure walk past her door. It's it's totally dark, right? The, the lights are off. The office is closed. But she's working late. And a figure walks past the door. The hallway door. Just like the door to the to the room full of cubicles and whatever in her mm-hmm. corner office. Because she's, she's a working woman. She's a corner office. You know, she got a promotion. And then she's sitting there. And then while she's working, she's like writing things down and typing. The figure walks by again. And she notices. And she goes, hello? She gets up and she looks around. And she doesn't see anything. And she goes back to work and then she's typing and as she's looking down, this figure walks into the room and starts walking towards her. And then finally she, the, the, the shadow and the light starts coming over and she looks up and it is a human body, pure white with no face, no, no expression, no features, just like a white, almost like plastic looking entity. And it looks at her and just goes, Whoop! and then it cuts to the start of the movie. And here's the premise of the movie. Souls are supposed to be on the planet for a certain amount of time. Mass abortion is a new phenomenon. And so the souls that were supposed to develop into lives and create, generate personalities and experiences were severed from those bodies by being killed early. So whereas a ghost is created when a person is killed in an untimely fashion and they have unfinished business, the souls that were never able to actually exist and be born start growing and expanding as personalityless souls. 
And then over time, people start reporting more and more sightings of these strange figures being seen throughout the city. And then in the end, there's just like a mass immersion of these strange entities all over the place. And people are freaking out and society is collapsing. And, you know, it's funny because I think it's like a cool idea, but it's so pro-life that like, I'm sure the left would vomit and then no Hollywood company would go anywhere near it. But only issue I've got is that I don't think mass abortions are new. I think it's been happening since the dawn of time. And now we have a spotlight. Well, on there used to TV. be more infanticide, too. Yeah, but but it is it is new procedural like yeah like I think I think easier so I think right. so right. M- maternal like survival rates for a long like for until like the early 1900s were very low and so you know a lot of women and babies would die in childbirth oh like, and, that was that was that was that was you know th- that was more prevalent back then and you're pointing out Libby that p- they would give birth and then kill the infant right away rather mm-hmm. than try and do anything internal I get it that makes sense. All right, let's grab some more super chats. Somebody wants to make that movie. I Libby, think it's a cool concept for like a horror film. Libby, Libby, is your ego blowing up right now at the amount of super chats of people telling you you're beautiful? I'm like very weird. I'm like reading them, and I'm like every other is like Libby. You're so beautiful. That's very kind. That's, we love that's Libby. Very here. kind. Stacy Strickland says, "What came first, the chicken or the egg? The egg." It's, it's, it's a definitive yeah. answer. It's but did you end. ever hear um, what Mother Teresa said about abortion when she was asked? Uh, she was asked um, why Jesus hadn't come again, and she said, "God." Um, she said, or whatever. She said, "Like you keep aborting him." Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. yeah. So just to clarify on the egg thing, uh, the way evolution works, the modern chicken came from an egg from a, a, a not like yeah. It's like it was a slow change process where. So the egg has been around for a very, very, like, first of all, eggs have been around before chickens. So if you're talking generally about eggs, but in terms of a chicken egg, chicken evolved in the, like, in the process of being bred. There you go. Answer to your question. Like the first chicken was a mutation inside right, of an exactly. egg. exactly. So there was like a, 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 a choken, which had a mutant, smaller, weird looking thing that we call a chicken. Actually, it was the, I think the red jungle fowl was uh, what ultimately we, we turned into the chicken. So the egg came first, and then we started selectively breeding until chickens came out. I'm gaining uh, an unexpected amount of joy of your knowledge of chickens these days. <laughs> these days? I've learned a lot about chickens forever. Oh, man. really? Yeah, the way, the way, so here's what happened. In Southeast Asia, the, uh, I think it's the red jungle fowl. I could be wrong. They, the reason they lay eggs every day is because they evolved in bamboo forests where once every 15 year, 50 years is a blossom, and all the seeds fall down at once, and there's food everywhere. So what would happen is the jungle fowl, the population would explode with the mass amount of food and then slowly start falling and then explode. And the first thing that happened was they were, they were domesticated to fight each other for entertainment. The males would be taken and then they'd make them fight. But eventually word made its way across Asia that there was a bird that laid an egg every single day and it actually became like a symbol, like almost a religious symbol because it produced an egg every day. And then people were like, you know, if you just give it food, it will lay an egg every single day. And it's like, that's actually pretty awesome because we like eating them. And so then this is like, I think around like the 900s AD or whatever, then they started turning them into like an actual staple farm, you know, animal. Gosh, I can't imagine life without chickens. Silky is one of the first breeds. Yeah. The fluffy ones. Those are cute. Yeah, and they're, they have five toes, and they're, 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 their chicken meat is actually black. Wow. And their skin Weird. is blue. Weird. Uh, yeah. How do they taste? Have you eaten them? I've not eaten one. Mm. And they're fluffy. We, have, we actually have a bunch. Interesting. Yeah. They have domed heads, though, so it's like you can't put them in with a regular with, – <laughs> with another rooster will peck his head and kill him right oh, away. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, you know, chickens, man. Chicken society is a crazy thing. Chicken society. 
Jukebox says, brought up NDAA, whistleblower from DOD on the 15th. What is that about? I'm not sure. Hmm. All right. But we love we love our based whistleblowers, though. We need Ryan Kirchmeyer says, real men coerce women not to get abortions. Mm. I did that best thing I ever did. He's now 10. She's glad I did, too. Would have been her third. The other two were not me. Wow. So that is a, so. those are the stories that we hear about all the time that the media and Democrats never talk about. And they're always beautiful stories. So good on you, man. That's That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, a dude saying, like... He's going to take responsibility and, and protect the woman and help raise the kid. That's what a real man would do. Now, I had a situation where a girl, I was dating a girl and she got pregnant and she told me she was going to leave me and abort the kid in the middle of a fight. And I was like, abort it now. Don't wait. Don't don't hold it over my head. Don't threaten me and kill it before it grows a brain because it was like two weeks old or something. Yikes. Yeah, it was man. horrifying. That's and then sad. it died on its own. That's sad. It heard my voice. That's awful. I'm sorry. Jeez. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Patriot Tech says 50 years of moral relativism taught in our schools, endless wars killing our best patriotic youth, and churches that are businesses and not preaching biblical values. Yes, culture is collapsing. You see that video of the the preacher being like, you couldn't even give me your McDonald's money, your Red Lobster money. You see that one? Mm-mm. He was like yelling at his congregation because they didn't give him enough money and he wanted to buy a watch or something like that. And then he should apology. At least that's, that's how it was reported. Yep. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, the regressive left. I think Bill Maher just talked about the regressive left for like the, fir- for like the first time ever. And it's kind of funny to hear him say it like 10 years after the phrase is like moved out of, or, you know, like seven years. He said, he, he, did, a, he did a bit about what's going on with wokeness and he says, this is regressive. And I was like, oh, Bill finally said it. He said the Throwback. line. Wow. Yeah, he's late to the party, Jeez. but you know. Always late. Lumpy says, women have all the control when it comes to abortion. Men have none. Your claim, Libby, is unfounded unless men have suddenly gained the right to financially abort children. I love you, Libby, but when it comes to abortion, women have all the choice. Uh, I beg to differ. I'll well, I mean, it's, it's, it's legally Sure, true. sure. But like in terms of, you know, human bonding, a, a woman still has the right to choose. Like, sure. The guy can coerce her sure. and she could say yes or no. Do you guys, I mean, okay, just do you guys have any idea how much influence a man in a romantic partnership has over the woman that he's with regardless of anything she says about like i'm in charge of everything in my own life do you have any idea you may have absolutely no idea well, i mean that's, that's ask a, any woman but that's that she'll let you know i'm pretty sure men are in relationships you right know, like like i've been in sure. relationships and i know the degree of control that i have you you and may not and it, and it, and it, but it, it varies okay sure it varies but yeah. like um, like there are some relationships sure. where women do whatever they want. Sure. And like Ian mentioned, they might be like, I'm going to go do this. You can't stop yeah, me. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's many women that I know who have been coerced into abortions by men that they love. This happens. One of the top reasons. This happens a lot. But the, but the ultimate point regardless is. Regardless of what the law says. But, and regardless of what. Regardless of, of the rights. Says. Regardless of anything. Because yeah. ultimately the man can say whatever he wants. The woman can always just say, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, right. sure, sort the of. The man still has yeah. absolutely no control other than persuasion. Vaguely. Yeah. He can, he can try to convince the woman, but the woman can say yes or no. You might be right because like men are genetically prone to impregnate lots of women. This is just for the propagation of the species tens of thousands of years ago. And so it's probably easier for them to disconnect and be like whatever. But the girl, you're saying that there's more of like a I can't let go of this man. Like this man is part of me now kind of mind. Are you kidding? Yes. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. 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 That's a yeah. But that's that, but that's, a, but that's, that's but, a thing. But that's like still not like. 
We're a not, woman I'm not choosing about, to maintain a bond is different from not having control. I'm not saying she doesn't have control. I'm not saying coercion means you don't have control. You can be coerced, right? You can be coerced into something even if you, you know, feel like you're in control the whole time. Many women that I know have been coerced into abortions. There's nothing we can do to change that that's true. Like, that's just true. I mean, that's just actually true. And uh, yes, like, uh, it, it's, have you ever read the statistics on, um, women leaving abusive relationships? It typically takes seven tries for a woman to leave an abusive relationship. Um, it takes a whole lot of stuff just in a practical sense, but emotionally, it's an excruciatingly difficult process to disentangle from someone that you're in love with who treats you badly. Like this happens over and over again. All right. It's, it's, it's real. That's in, real. In my world, we castrate all the men who do that. Well, you know what? There'd be like a lot of dickless individuals walking around. There are so. a lot of dickless All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the, the like button? Here. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have that members only uncensored show for you coming up at about 11 p.m. And you can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Greg, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, my Twitter account's uh, Greg underscore Price11 and Greg dot Price11 on Instagram. Um, you know, we're... I'm, you know, deep into the fight for the midterms, fight to take back the House and elect a lot of America First candidates. So follow me to keep track of all that because that's that's what I do every single day. Uh, I'm Libby Emmons. You can find me at the Post Millennial. Also, you can check out our opinion columns at humanevents.com. I'm at Libby Emmons on Twitter and Libby dot Emmons on Instagram. I'm Ian Crossland. I love you all so much. I love you. We love you too. Make Ian. it real. <laughs> Make it rain. Do we not love Ian? For all the farmers. Imagine that, not loving Ian. Bring that rain. Love yourself. That's right. And the rest will follow. <laughs> and we are using our NPR voices to say goodbye. So thank you all very much for tuning in this evening. You guys can follow me on Twitter and minds.com at sourpetulets as well as sourpetulets.me. This has been a production of TimCast. <laughs> episodes are available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.